With one of the most iconic names in the karting industry leading the team, Chavis Racing Products is the premier karting and body seat manufacturer in the country. Whether you're looking for a cart body, seat, or fairing, our friends at Chavis Racing Products will have you looking and feeling best behind the wheel. With over 15 years of experience in the karting industry, Chavis Racing Products delivers time and time again with their quality and customer service. With three different bodies to choose from, seat sizes ranging from Rookie to 2XL, and their newest carbon fiber options, they are always thinking of new and innovative ways to improve comfort and performance for racers. To find out more, go check them out online on Facebook and their website, ShavisRacingProducts.net, or give the shop a call at 706-840-1886. When you reach out, be sure to let them know that the guys at Vortex and Fuel sent you. Three, two, one. Best advice I can give you, start drinking heavily. You're listening to the Four Takes and Fuel podcast with Alex, Ethan, Chance, and Colton. Welcome back to another episode of Four Takes and Fuel, guys. My name's Alex. Ethan. Chance. I'm Colton. And we have a great guest coming sit in the podcast room with us. He's a hometown guy for us, one of our great friends, uh, Mr. Hunter Thibodeau. And if you know him that well, it's, it's Hootie. So we are very excited to have him in on the podcast tonight. Before we get into it, here's a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for a high-quality, more affordable clothing brand for you and your race team? Look no further than Sublimited. That's S-U-B-L-M-T-D. As they offer crew shirts, hoodies, racing jackets, leather and fabric, full-body racing suits, and much more. Fully customizable kart suits start at $4.99, as well as fully customizable SFI5 racing suits start at only $9.99. For more information, contact Laura Pender at 601-934-4073, where you can find them online at sublimitedapparel.com or on Facebook. When you reach out, be sure to let them know that we at Four Takes and Fuel sent you. So, Hootie, you're, you're going <laughs> to... Want to make a podcast? Yeah, Hootie. So, you came, uh, you're came. you going to come sit down in the recap with us, and then we're going to get into the interview. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. So, we, we've we been waiting for a long time to get you on, and uh, it's uh, finally happening. He says finally, like he's been waiting to get on. Here. Yeah, like he hasn't told me, no, I'm not yeah, doing right. it. And then yeah. all of a sudden, we get him to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was the, uh, what did he say he had to have? Oh, you had to have Miller Light, Miller Light on deck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I got here today and find out that uh, <clears throat> Alex hadn't even got it yet. I had to go to the store. We went to the store and got it. Did you make him pay for it? Yeah, no, I bought it. Oh, okay, I bought it. I was, I was, I was making you pay for it. 100%. <laughs> I thought we were going to make him pay for it, and then when we get ad revenue, then we pay him back. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's how it should have went. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> So we went down to uh, the first went up, went up, went up. up. Okay. I'm sorry. We went up to West Monroe this past weekend and we raced uh, the first annual fall indoor classic and it it, it went pretty well. Uh, There was some hiccups, um, but it went pretty well. Austin, the hiccup was Austin ended up bending our Triton. Welcome to the club. Yeah. And and unfortunately, you know, it's not his fault. I mean, he was ripping. He was, he was, we, we were on some white maxes for him for that, that feature. And, and they they took a little while to fire off, and he made a couple mistakes, but ended up man that thing was digging. Um, but I ran seven classes on the weekend. We came home with a second and a fifth on Friday night, and uh, two wins and a second on uh, 
on Saturday, just, and I want to give a shout out to David Frugier. He did lend me some white maxes for the weekend and TJ, he came bring the small block open. So shout out to them. And, uh, and Curtis also with extreme speed for all the help and, and the prep and everything. It, uh, it, it, it was a really good weekend and things went really well. So, uh, I was going to ask what preps you're using. Yeah. I mean, extreme speed, man. Anyway, what happened? So white oh, maxes, oh, yeah, he, okay. he asked, you needed white maxes. So white maxes is basically in between of a yellow Vega and a pink. Okay. And I, oh, I, I like I two years. white over because I feel like they feel better. You can get them soft faster. Oh, they, they come, come out soft. the box they softer. Soft. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. No, no, but like, like Ethan was saying, like when we had Kyle on, he talked about how they did what two years, Ethan. Yeah, it was, it was an extended amount of time, but he was R and Ding. On the track, but also with the engineers back in China at the factory getting them made. Kyle, Kyle Heights. Heights. Oh, really? Yeah. He's cool. R&D for Maxis now. Cool. Is he still racing? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. His back. Is that what since, yeah. since yeah. he broke his back? Yeah. 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 Now, he, now he makes rubbers that come soft. Oh, God. I'm definitely coming back. I'm <laughs> 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 Yeah, that, you don't have to prep the inside at all yeah you don't prep the inside because if not but not much i'm kind of feeling weird about this what you mean jacob butler prepped the inside over the weekend and gumball the time yeah no it's 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 weird but it worked yeah i won that thousand on do they hold up better than vegas Uh, nope no inside i don't know i mean it was my first weekend on them uh so it was a pretty interesting they were i mean that was a fast in my opinion the fastest tire of the weekend though i mean i saw a lot of races won on a lot of white maxes and i I know some i'm not surprised at all i I probably could have smoked you on some pinks (laughs) (laughs) i was about to say like hold up time out because like i don't know i didn't even see austin yeah i snuck in here um Man, because it's like, it was so weird because I went out on the whites. It felt great. But then we went out on the pinks, and it felt better. And then I went out on the whites, and I was like, this is trash. The track But then I went out on a, yeah, and then I went on a different set of whites, and I was like, this is the best car I've felt all day. Mm. But that was only for like six laps. And then. Yeah, so I watched, or I watched, no. Rocket Man. That was only like six laps. So, Austin, I'm watching it on a live stream. Uh, I'm watching on a live stream. You get loose, you hit the wall. Yeah. Not a big deal, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whoever was behind you, brother in Christ, there is a guy coming across the track. Go where he's not. Well, so the thing was, he. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you after or I can send it right now we can review it but why don't we review it and just do it we'll, uh, <laughs> let's get a hoodie opinion on this he's bad for me <laughs> you thought I was okay, bad which, for you which point of view do you, you know, I'll just send this one this podcast is about as far off the rails <laughs> oh my god so, um, chance is my left hand man yeah what a nice looking track. I talked to, uh, right. talk to him after the race. He thought I was going to stop. Yeah, but and I hit Austin's... the wall so hard that I could not stop. The momentum carried me back down, and my foot was on the brakes. Like dirt bristle. Yeah. And the... <laughs> okay, okay, time out here. Time out here. Time out. Time out. You oh, thought. Awesome. Huh? Awesome. <laughs> Dude, were you trying to, like, 
reenact Chandler Thibodeau? <laughs> no, listen. I mean, I really, I, yeah, I really I mean, think like, I might I take that clip. Was, we were sitting down. And I was like, I think my cousin's dead. <laughs> hey, I really think I might take that clip and and submit it to ridiculousness and see if I can get I can't get you in the fucking scorpion category. Because uh, that was some next level tech deck shit you did. No, you have to you have to send the one from the Facebook Live. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, we no, that's the one. See. Yeah, that's it the one where I in went. Such slow motion. Like you had time to not do that. <laughs> well, really the, the person that hit him also had time not to do that either. Well, no, the crazy thing about it was I was watching it. The thing. So I think Red thought he was going to stop in the groove. Was and it? And then Austin. Uh, oh shit! It was Red that did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm Jared Wallace, Jared Wallace. But uh, so um, Kenny Wallace. <laughs> so the the I could I could see because he probably thought Austin was going to hit the wall and then just nose up to it and stop. But when he hit it, he bounced back into the racetrack and Red had nowhere to go because he was going low because he thought Austin was going to stay high. And the crazy thing is, he it didn't bend when he hit the when he hit the when he hit the wall. It bent when Red hit him. Hey, I know. Yeah, I mean there was. You know, there was some events that, that did get off the rails, but we uh we ain't gotta get there. <laughs> Ethan, I'm kinda with you. The guy should have missed Austin, but Austin shouldn't have put that dude in that situation. <laughs> Austin should have never the corner before Austin come coming uh I don't know, it was that one and two. It's one and two you, that you yeah. came out way too low on yeah. coming uh, out the corner. The you saw that you saw that chance and, I was and then guaranteed in. you did the same damn shit. On the other end, and you hit the you hit the the berm or the dust, whatever you hit. I, I just remember just, I tried I'm to, cooked, I tried I was to sweep it in. I, I'm sorry, I, I just gotta explain <laughs> so myself. Here. Talking. Was I got I gotta explain myself. I was trying to sweep it in because I knew I hugged it too low on exit of two. Okay, so I tried to I tried to sweep it in and carry some roll speed, and I caught the dust, and then I hit the wall, and the momentum carried me back onto the track. Hey, at least you finally f- found the roll speed. Austin, I don't think you you knew you did that. I think you were just like, no, I really did. Go back to work. Hey, at least he finally <laughs> got the roll speed when he came down the when he went back down the front stretch. Yeah, he, he definitely found some roll speed in the front stretch when he went flipping. That's what roll just speed. like a little a roll uh, speed with that bend in it. I don't know what you want to call it. <clears throat> All right, let's get to business. So you know, overall, the you know, other than Austin bending the chassis, it was it was a pretty good weekend, and uh, excited to see how it comes out. Uh, for you know future future ones i hope josh comes back and does another indoor because it's nice to have an indoor back in louisiana so hey shout out to yeah. jacob butler for flaunting his third place check <laughs> it looked like a nice facility it was very nice it was is really it nice funny what you what's your face for uh awesome my face yeah alex said it was a pretty good weekend man look based on y'all what y'all said about the facility yes the 360 view of it was great the guys, when something happened, they rushed to the scene, all right? It was actually a really good facility, and it was a really good showing. I had a great time. Um, I was I was feeling like I did some good things till I didn't. In practice? And, uh, yeah, yeah. I had some – no, I actually actually uh, didn't have any good things in practice. I thought I did good in qualifying, and then I came out and realized I qualified seventh. Isn't that and, the worst? Uh, that's when I, that's when I realized I was just going to have fun. Yeah. So you started drinking Coors Mackets? I didn't have any on me. I did when I was stopped in Pineville, though, on the way oh. home because I got home at 1130. Oh, hold up. Tell them about your drive up there, bud. 
fireball. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. He knew the weekend Stars. was gonna. He knew the day was gonna be shit when when he re, whenever he was headed up there. Yeah, man. So I'm driving up there, and uh, Mamu's got this beautiful 500 foot section that drops to 45, and then picks back up to 55. Went ahead and got me a um a 54 and a 45 speeding ticket. You mimicked my uh, Mojave weekend. You got a speeding Pretty, ticket and then flip the car. Well, 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 yeah, but your speeding ticket was a lot more than mine. <laughs> yeah, it was. Damn, I haven't had a speeding ticket since I was nineteen. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Chance, you're like forty now. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven is... years away, but yeah, in there. <laughs> Damn. Almost in Silver and Spark, bro. I turn twenty-seven next Monday. Hey, hey, absolutely. So, but okay. I'm sorry, Chance. But all right, look, this thing is going off the rails. This recap is going off the rails. But yeah, look, it, the, the the race was great. Uh, we're just gonna go ahead and get in the interview, guys. So here it is, Mister Gunner Thibodeau. <laughs> All right, Rudy. Came on the podcast. Yes, sir. Now we're gonna start it off. We're gonna start off a little different than we usually do, though. We're gonna start off with a nickname I just used. You know, this came before racing. So where does the nickname Hootie come from? It comes from my dad. Um as long as I can remember, he called me Hootie. And it didn't matter where I was in the house, he'd say, Hootie Hoot. <laughs> and I would just yell, I'm coming. <laughs> you know, as a as a little kid, and, and then I kind of got I don't know. 10, 11 years old and was kind of like embarrassed about it. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but my dad was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then it was like, you know what? I'm Hootie. And then I figured out who Hootie and the Blowfish were. Mm-hmm. My That's what my dad, you know, they used to say Hootie Who or whatever. And I think it's in some movies and stuff too where they call people Hootie or whatever, but it, that's where it came from. Darius Rucker. Is it Rucker or Rucker? Yeah, Rucker. Rucker, Rucker, Rucker. Yeah, he, he sings aftermarket country music. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's where Hootie came from. And honestly, it's stuck. I uh much rather be called Hootie than Hunter any day. If my wife calls me Hootie, if she calls me Hunter, I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird when we're like uh, around people that like just meeting you, like, hey dude, my name's Hunter. And I'm like, No, oh, it's not. <laughs> it's it's Hootie. I've actually it's started Hootie. introducing myself like if I could tell this person is going to be a buddy, hey man, I'm Hootie. I'm Hootie. Yeah. If it's business wise or like, I'm Hunter Thibodeau. We have to have adult conversations. I, it's Hunter. I don't think I ever called you Hootie. You never did. Never did. Might, maybe Thibodeau. I don't know. I don't know either. Sorry. Yeah, good. Make sure you're talking to the mic. We just, it was always you by. <laughs> it was. It was. Good time. Oh, I got a good story about the U Buy yeah. yeah. You don't want to hear it? <laughs> you can tell it, but we'll, 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 we'll talk about it a little bit later. We're going to kind of go on the sequence. Of the that out. I sound goofy right yeah. there. You want to hear it? Yeah, you want to hear it? You want to hear it? I'm going to say about that. All right. So, um, so, I mean, I, I feel like I know this answer. I feel like we all know this answer because it's. I feel like it's the place that we all started at. But 
when, where, and how did you get into racing? Good question. So growing up, uh, always rode four wheelers, got a dirt bike, always rode dirt bikes, loved it. Um, and my cousin, I've always been a very conservative guy, kind of scared to test the waters and stuff. And so I rode a dirt bike, like not all crazy and stuff, but my cousin Chandler rode like he was leaving his mind. And, uh, my dad and my grandpa knew Bobby Campbell in Cecilia Mm -hmm. and they had some go-karts for sale. And also I did grow up literally two minutes from the track every Saturday. I could hear him racing and we'd go watch and it was like, cool. We're going to the go-kart track. It's awesome. And I'm sure at that time when I was watching and stuff, chance was already racing and me and Alex and stuff. And I remember being really young and seeing people, with helmets and jackets on, and they were kind of scary to me. I don't know why. <laughs> they would look at me with their helmets, and I would look away. I don't know. I know it's kind of besides the point. But, uh, no, my grandpa heard they had some go-karts for sale, and he was like, I'm going to buy one and because uh, I think Chandler would be really good in it because he's wow daredevil, right? And uh, I found this out after the fact, like a year after we started racing. But uh, we went to Bobby Campbell's, and they had two of them for sale from the same guy. Uh, Landon Woods and Jimmy Woods. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were on. One was on a car stand, and one no, no car stands. They were both on the ground. It was a 2005 Prowler and a 2006 Prowler. And uh, Chandler wanted the 05 because it had a wrap body on it, and the 06 was just a just a regular black body with nothing on it. Yeah. So, uh, and it might have had a bigger seat in it, and I was I was kind of a chubbier kid, so I fit better <laughs> in it. So I don't know. But uh, we got in there, we're sitting on the ground in them and stuff and eating it up, like loved it, right? And then uh, went to the track, no cart stands, and then, you know, really sucked <laughs> and found out you got to put some chemicals on the tires. Yeah. So we didn't know what to put. And they were like, oh, Bobby Campbell sells goat pee. Yeah. So we went and get some goat pee and we sprayed on the tires. And, and that's we'll, the Burris days, right? Oh, yeah, Burris days. And we'd roll it to the grid. After we prepped the tire, we roll it through the gravel to the grid. That's awesome. Didn't know what stagger was. Didn't know anything. <laughs> anything. So we we did that, and uh, first weekend out, we practiced that night. It was like cart ranch, mm-hmm. and then uh, the next day, we raced and uh, got our asses kicked bad. <laughs> Chandler Chandler wrecked pretty bad. Pretty sure he cried. <laughs> yeah, it's funny but yeah. i cried too because uh i smoked the wall so hard that uh the the, the seat broke went into the clutch burn a hole into the seat Oof. and i was crying because i think my chest hit the steering wheel like bent the steering fast everything and i'm crying and my dad's running to me i'm nine or ten years old and all I can keep saying is, please don't make me quit. Please don't make me quit. <laughs> and he started laughing. He's like, we're not going to quit. It's all good. I'm that's like, cool. all right, cool. Man, I hear so many stories about people hitting their steering wheel. And stuff. I've never done that. Yeah, I've That was honestly that. the only time I've ever done that. Okay. So it's a, <clears throat> a funny story of mine. Um, Alex accidentally flipped Chandler and Hootie on the start of a heat race one time. Flipped them? Yeah, they flipped. <laughs> Did they put their shit? I don't remember. <laughs> Hootie probably remembers better. Than I remember me. the whole story. Yeah. So 
I think this is back when Matt Frederick owned the racetrack. Yeah, some of the best times. And it yeah. rained a lot all week. And the track was just like mud, straight mud. So we were all out there on Burris 11s. <laughs> and uh, it was heat races, and you pulled, you, you drew a number to see where you start. Well, we only had four in the class that night. I think it was junior two. And me and Chandler were starting front row. And he was pole. I was outside pole. And Alex and Bailey Richard were just pushing us. Yeah. And we had one start, and, like, me and Chandler kind of went flying. We didn't hit anything, but they threw a caution. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but restart, right? Mm-hmm. We go into one. We're going to three. Was yeah. this when we were doing double file starts? Oh, yeah. This is back in the like, day, the OG yeah, race. The double files. There wasn't no single file shit. <laughs> so uh, we take off. Well, Alex me, and, me and Chandler are just spinning tires. That's how muddy it was. It was terrible. And uh, we went straight in the wall. And I flipped. Well, the flip really wasn't that bad. What was bad was when my dad flipped me back over, <laughs> I was half out of the go-kart and I flew when my, like, he just, <laughs> Superman, like, just flew the go-kart yeah. over. When my arms flew back over, my elbow smoked the spark. Uh, on the flathead, it hurt. That was the worst part. Yeah. Yeah. But flip aren't that bad. Uh, no, we were just talking about bad. They look bad, but they're not bad. It, well, I've, pretty bad I've seen some bad ones like some people like are really talented in getting hurt <laughs> I was blessed to not be one of those so yeah Bryce Polaroid the Firestone race seen the Mike Dickerson one from this year was it this year or was it a big burst race that he got airlifted out? No, this is a that that did happen but yeah. this was a different one when he flipped again see yeah. guy dude no he didn't just flip Hootie that's the reason we never got back into it he flew Hootie. in the air like, I would, I would like to see dude this. Caught, when this wait, is over. Dude got wings. The go kart hit, landed in someone's bed outside the racetrack. How does this happen? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't it was like a big bank bad. track, and like he just. Next thing you know, they just go into three, and he lost it. Something they go airborne. He goes one way. The cart just goes over the fence. Really, I don't remember when that happened the first time, but. I I got like this close to convincing my dad to get back into it because I was when he took me out of it I was like I was like working on him get back in and get back in and get and he was like this close to getting back in and I don't know if it was your mom or who it was we went to the track told him about the Mike Dickerson incident he's like nope we're not getting back in I was like damn (laughs) why'd you have to open your mouth yeah shut up I was told at a young age by Bobby Powell I had. I don't know what happened. I, I got in a couple bad wrecks, yeah. and he could notice it was because I was trying to dodge the wrecks. Mm-hmm. Saying I was told at a young age, the best way to dodge wrecks is to just drive through them. Yeah. yeah. So if somebody bounces off the wall, instead of trying to figure out where they're going and turn the opposite way, yeah. just don't let off. Yeah. If you let off, you're going to hit somebody. So I, I let off, but I don't hit the brakes. I feel like when you hit the brakes, that bingo. I think you lose all control. Yeah. I think also don't look at them. Yeah. Look ahead, like look through. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Look through them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget uh, one of the probably one of the funnest seasons I ever had racing. Um, And this is a little bit after you had got you know kind of associated with racing and got it all figured out. Me and Hootie went toe to toe. There was fifteen races. We had both won seven uh, in the season. Like we had won every single race there was. We if I didn't win. I finished second, and, and if he didn't win, he'd finish second. And it came down to the last race, and it was whoever finished in front of each other. And that was probably like a, that was a stressful race for my dad. I was in junior two or something. Junior two, yeah. I think I think it was like your last year in junior two and my first year in junior two. And 
Yeah, that was a fun time. It had I, to have been what 2012? 2009. Oh, 2009. Okay. Yeah, I would assume. 2009. Yeah. I did. Yeah. 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 I don't think I ever won a track championship. No, but you sure made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what you call it. <laughs> All right. So the number 48 and 96, where did those come from? So when we started racing, I was big into NASCAR. And uh, I love Jeff Gordon. Like, love Jeff Gordon. That's unfortunate. And then uh, <laughs> my dad and grandpa loved Dale Earnhardt, the GOAT. And um, tragic incident, whatever. So they had to find a new driver, and they jumped on the bandwagon with Jeff Gordon. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> We're not about to pull for the same guy. <laughs> so, I asked, so I was like, who else could I pull for? My dad was like, well, Hendricks just hired this guy, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> um and he showed me a picture of the car, and it was like navy blue and yeah. gray and sil- silver, whatever, with the the neon, the fluorescent yellow uh, 48. And I was like, that thing was awesome. <laughs> so I was like, I'm a Jimmy Johnson fan. Back before he won anything. Yeah. yeah. Right? What a lucky uh, thing. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. really, I could see him. I knew who was going to be good. Who knows how to pick him? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I was like, there ain't no way I'm not going to be the 48. I'm going to be number 48. I'm going to have fluorescent numbers. I and, forget that you were for you. Yeah, and yeah. your dad actually gave. Uh, we we purchased the. Uh, he cut them for you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so I had a blue body with uh, fluorescent yellow, yellow, um, forty eight and Thibodeau and Cajun Well Service, and I thought it was the coolest go kart I ever seen in my life, and wow. it really wasn't. But uh, <laughs> I became one forty eight. So the reason I became one forty eight was. We went to Tunica my first year of racing. Which Same was, reason I got one fifteen. Really bad idea to go to Tunica your first year in racing. Right? Yeah. But we had almost won a track championship. We thought we were better than first of all. I thought we were better than we were. <laughs> my dad knew, but I I was so ate up with racing. I looked at yeah. him and I was like, We need a new body. I'll pay for it. I have savings, like from whatever, birthdays and stuff. And we need at least one new set of tires. I'll pay for that too. That's how ate up I was. Yeah. We were going. We are going to Tunica, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Look, I'm not making you pay for this stuff, but we'll go. Let's go." So we had. We were told before we went, you need to be a bigger number so you can qualify later when the track's faster. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what that meant, but I was going to be 148 because everybody that had <laughs> been said you need to be a bigger number. And when we got there, I don't even think it mattered anymore. Yeah, that that last year at Tunica, they didn't. Care it was random. Yep. So it, yeah. So I was 148. Still qualifying groups, but it was yeah. random. Yeah. And I stuck with 148, and then we we were all right our first year of racing. Second year of racing, my dad was like, "Okay, we got to get better." So he looked up the local local Prowler dealer, mm-hmm. and that was Bobby Powell, Cajun Cart Connection, and uh, called him. Went to Gonzalez, met with him a bunch of times, scaled the go-kart, and everything was going good. Um, raced with him for a while, and then we bought a new go-kart from him. When we bought the new go-kart, this was a 2009 Prowler. Mm-hmm. They came to the shop and said, look, one of our old racing buddies has cancer, going through some hard times, and we raced with him for years, and they were always – you know, like number 92 or 93 or 92, something. 93, 94, something. yeah. So BJ and Kayla decided they were going to be 92 and 93 or 94. I don't know. So they were like, look, our whole camp is going to number 90s, the 90s. So I picked 96. I didn't know that 
Todd Miller was 96. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know who Todd Miller was. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I'm okay, I'll be 96. And we picked some pumpkin looking giant ass 96 numbers. That. Yeah. And like, <laughs> look at this goofball. Or sorry, when I raced, look at this cop. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's when I became 96 and it was done after that. that 96. Sense, yeah. I ran 89. Yeah. With a, Wesley. A couple yeah. weekends with Wesley and it was cool. My dad was like, what and 811. I did run 811. Yeah. That we're was, 811 camp for a little that while. That was something to not for, ever forget about. And we'll get into that a little later, but I kind of want to, I want to scroll back for a second. Cause it's something we talk about and joke about now, but back then it was a big deal. So Alex in his junior days was, was, and I don't like talking about myself, but Alex was, Alex was pretty sporty in his junior days. And Alex, Alex had some, some friends that were pretty high up in in the game at the time. And Alex thought he was a little bit better than some people because you're a kid, you know, you just want to be in with the cool people. And, uh, that's how I kind of was with Hootie for a little bit. And I really feel bad, but you know, he's talked to me. I didn't know it at the time. No, it's just like he made Hootie feel some type of way. Yeah. <laughs> so, like when he brought up Tunica, like the like the first year they came, that was our first year racing. I had made the show and stuff like that, and I kind of left him out, and I feel really bad about it now. That's all right. I'll leave you out all the time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So back to what Alex is saying. So we go to Tunica, and <laughs> uh, you weren't allowed to ride scooters with him. I wasn't, man. Damn. So Stacy Campbell, We're getting bless her soul. Uh, that was a really great woman. She, uh, her and Bobby used to get parking for all the Acadiana crew. They were really close with Lanier and all of them. And uh, they were really close with D. Pascal because they raced with him for years. And uh, Scott Parker and Jared Parker rode with Scott uh, with, with D for many years and we ended up parking at Tunica, and we're right next to Scott and D. Like yeah, next door. And uh, lucky you. <laughs> I didn't know who they were. I know that Scott Parker was talking 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and D didn't say a word. Yeah, and D wouldn't say a word. All he would do is rev that two cycle, cleaning cleaning the carburetor till two in the morning. My mom, she was in bed like, does he have to rev that loud right now? And we had no idea what he was doing, but he was just cleaning his carburetor. So. Uh, so basically back to the point was Alex was cool as shit right and Alex was hanging out with Ryan Harris Ryan Loser they're so fast they've both won Tunica before they're all this this hype and all this good stuff and here's fat ass Hootie <laughs> you know <laughs> went out in the first practice first of all we got there and the flag man found out we this is our first year racing he looked at me and my dad and was like what are y'all doing <laughs> and i was butthurt i was like i'm gonna show you i've won three features this year <laughs> and uh i went out in the first practice and we had a set of we brought three sets of tires one set of burris 11s and two sets of 22s or mm-hmm. one set of 22s one set of 33s i don't know go out on those 11s track was junk and i was flying <laughs> I passed the whole field and got off the track, and I was like, "Yeah, Flagman, you saw that? <laughs> you saw that? Yeah, the badass. first cart on the track. Oh yeah, so so fresh. I was that guy. We were that guy. And the uh, lap hero. My dad, hero. My, my dad was like, "Yeah, Hootie, that was good. Whatever." So he took the tires off, and we went back out, and I'm like. Whoa, 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 why are you putting different tires on? He's like, we got to save them. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude. And he's like, so I go out there and I'm sliding everywhere on 22s now. And 
the whole weekend went downhill from me. <laughs> but the whole point of the question is, Alex was too cool for me. He's riding him scooters with the Harris and, and losing and made the show that night. And I tried talking to him. And Marty Harris was like working on his go kart farm and or like adjusting things. They were scaling and way too cool for me. And I was part of her. And it only lasted about a couple more months. Yeah. And then he wanted to be my friend. Hold on here. Hold on here. Definitely wanted to be my friend about three years later. Uh, hey, <laughs> all right. Hold on here. Hold on here. He's like, hold what's on up, here. man? What's up? And, and then his dad's looking for him at the track like, Alex, we got shit to do. Where is he? And, oh, he's in Hootie's trailer. <laughs> I'd just like to point out that, Hootie, you're in a jacket. Alex, you're in a short sleeve shirt. And you are blushing like an apple right now. Okay? <laughs> I don't know if it's because, you know, you're like, Mm, never mind. I'm a, Alex is my boy. <laughs> I gotta keep. I gotta keep it. I gotta keep it PG thirteen here. But uh, yeah, you gotta like. You gotta like loosen up, dog. Like, yeah. you, you're too tense because like. <laughs> good, Alex. Hey, he was vulnerable. Dude's man. blushing here. Like. That's funny. It wasn't in a the camera. His forehead right. glazed. A moment in my racing career, and was... he never knew that until like. I know. Long? I did it. How long? What? Well, shoot, probably about a year ago. Know this, and we have talked about it. But when you were a kid. He, you were annoying as shit. <laughs> like me and my dad be working. You're like, hey, how y'all doing? What y'all doing? Like, <laughs> I just was, I was trying to learn. Oh, just like, no, yeah. I get it now. Yeah. I mean, we're growing up. Yeah. yeah. All right. So as far as Cardin goes, who were your biggest role models or inspirations back when you drove? Oh, sorry. That's a tough question. Yeah. Tough question. Um, and I don't know. I was always really worried about us. Um, biggest role models. I just remember looking through Chase and Racing and stuff and seeing Matt Connell and seeing Jerry Mullish race for Matt and just idolizing like when I found out who Todd Miller was and Hunter Curtis and yeah, because Hunter was when I really got into it and we started like traveling not necessarily the East Coast yet, but racing the Mississippi Maxis series and things like that. Paying attention to who won the World 100. And uh, I think Hunter Curtis was racing for Todd Miller for a little while. And I'd see him in the magazines and it was like, that was cool. But man, who did I really look up to? Jacob Butler. D. Pascal. Um, D was the man. Like, I think we all did. Yeah. When you got into racing, like you, you anywhere, it's for sure because of you know, Stacy Campbell and Cameron and Bobby, they rode with him for so long. And so did the guys that we raced with was, uh, Bobby Pyle. They raced with D back in the day. And, um, it was really D, I guess you could say, if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. That's cool. That dude built me the most badass animal I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah, dude, his yeah. motors were badass. So like right when we got into it and started wanting to spend some money and getting good equipment and stuff, Pascal was done building motors and yeah. he was over it. Mm-hmm. And uh he only built them for select people and somehow yeah. we got tight with Scott Parker and Scott kind of talked him into and and with uh Bobby Pyle and I think he was still building motors for Bobby too. Cause I guess they, he was an OG with, with D mm-hmm. and they were getting us some motors and they just always, they were awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's still part of this question, but who taught you the most about karting? Hmm. Probably Wesley. Yeah. Probably Wesley LeBlanc. Wesley LeBlanc. Wesley LeBlanc. My baby driving like Wesley LeBlanc. 
So with, with all the, the teachers, the inspirations and really the role models you had looking up as you came through your racing career, what was the biggest learning curve you, you came up on? Tires. Tires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. Tires. And, uh, my, my biggest enemy when it came to racing was myself, like not being confident and having buddies at the racetrack that I trusted, I guess you could say. We get off the racetrack and I, I kind of knew what my cart was doing and what I needed and get off the track and hear what they said or what somebody that had won a bunch of races before said. And instead of going to do what I needed to do to be to, to hit the next, you know, fast time or whatever, pick up two or three tenths the next time I went on the track, I'd listen to what they said. I'd be sliding everywhere, qualifying 12th or 15th and then come to find out. What you wanted to do. All I had to do is what I wanted to do, and then I do it for the race, and have to come from way in the back and uh, end up finishing second or third, and really pissed off because you know have the fastest lap of the race started further up. Yeah, Yeah. I was in traffic the whole time and had still had the fastest lap by a tenth. So if I'd have been in clean air, who knows what you know? I think way more about the races I didn't win than I won. Yeah, I still to this day. We'll talk about a couple you didn't get to win. <clears throat> yeah, I want to talk about that. I'm sure you do. Let's <laughs> Hootie, you know, from Tunica, from starting at Acadiana to ending up on the cover to racing for Matt. I mean, you've been from the smallest shows to the biggest shows and everything between. What's been your most memorable win? Honestly. Y'all might think it's the, y'all might think it's the five thousand to win at the Cajun Indoor, but it's really not. Yeah. Um. It was, for me, it was just a feature win at a big state series race in North or South Carolina. Really? Oh man, what's the name of that track? Is it Kershaw? I Kersh- mean Kershaw's. Yeah, Kershaw is a race. I don't know if it's Kershaw. I'm thinking about Sammy Kershaw right now. <laughs> uh, um, it wasn't Patriot, was it? At no, the time? no, dude. I've always sucked at Patriot. Um, regardless of where it was, it was somewhere I went ride for Matt. Um, it's a funny story, and I'm gonna tell all of it too. <laughs> um, so I got a text from Matt. I had rode for him at Nisus mm-hmm. uh, for the Maxis National Championship or something. I don't know. I rode semi-pro form, finished second on Friday night, should have won. I was kind of a pussy and didn't move the guy in front of me. But the track was shit. But regardless, and the go-kart really wasn't that good. And Matt actually, like, apologized to me at the end of the night. Really at the end of the weekend because our stuff just wasn't on. Mm-hmm. But I was like, dude, I had a blast, right? And – uh he ended up i was so surprised i was working at a cabinet shop in lafayette spraying cabinets and stuff and i get a text on my phone and it says mc smack on out mm-hmm. i'm like dude's texting me so i checked and he's like hey hunter um i really want to give you an i really want to try this again or whatever is there any way that you and your dad can come up to this state series race um i want you know let's see how this goes or whatnot you know, I, I need somebody. I'm like, so I sent it, sent it to my dad. And at the time, my mom was still alive. She was, uh, I think he was at MD Anderson with my mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent it to my dad and he's like, Hootie, there's nothing 
I really can do. You know, I don't know how, how you're going to get there. This is like on a Wednesday, and mm. we got a race Saturday Friday or Friday or Saturday. It was just a Saturday race. It might have been like Thursday that he texted me. So it was so last minute, but yeah. I didn't give a shit. It was like, I'm going to find a way to get there. And uh, I was like, look, if I can find a way to get there, can we make this happen? You know, because, I mean, people think, you know, I'm sure a lot of these guys that rode for Matt was free. Uh, I don't know how many of them were free, but mine wasn't free. Um, I had to pay for entry fees and like pay, you know, a certain amount for the tire rotation or whatnot. Yeah. But still, if Matt's going to ask you, you find a way, you, find a way. you have to going. be worth some type of shit, right? Yeah. So um, my dad was like, if you can find a way there, sure. You know, we'll pay your entry fees. So I was 17, 16, 17 years old. And uh, I found a way. Chance's sister, Cherish. I texted her and uh, I was like, look, this is the deal. And she's like, sure, I'll bring you. So <laughs> we drive the other side of the country real quick. We, uh, we left on Friday night at like nine o'clock. At night, yeah, eight o'clock. I don't know. Drove we drove like fourteen hours in the back of like I don't know. She had a Honda, a Toyota, yeah, yeah, little ass car, yeah. and I'm in the back, and her friend came with us, and we're just trucking down the road, <laughs> and and for some reason, I don't know if we can talk about this, but I'm talking about this. We stopped and picked up Heather Carr. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was Cherish's friend at the time, whatever. Go to the racetrack. Race all day long. Go-karts fast. Don't finish second or third in a couple of them, but the feature that paid a 1000 to win. Um, I couldn't figure out the track. Like, I, I was fast. I was top three all day. Um, went out for qualifying in the last class, 1000 to win. And it was two laps qualifying. And the first lap flying digging second lap somebody had something dragging on the bottom of their seat and uh when i went into turn three and four i smoked the wall because the grid the 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 um the groove was full of dust mm -hmm. and they got picture cherish took pictures of me like smoking the wall or whatever and i had to push the go-kart all the way back and i'm checking the tack as i'm doing it and i'm like pretty sure that was the pole <laughs> <laughs> and it was i had yeah. set the pole with one lap yeah like, hell yeah whatever <laughs> So uh we were racing and I think I was overdriving during during the night and uh Matt showed me he's like look watch watch this watch this dude come around the track listen to how he lets off and I had never heard somebody do that but what a clone they were like letting off getting on letting off getting on letting off all in the same corner so like just letting off and letting it roll and then getting back into it no they were like and they were burping it I'm like Okay, I'm gonna yeah. try it, and it definitely worked. Yeah, and uh, my dad is at my dad was at MD Anderson with my mom watching this on a laptop, <laughs> and I was so tired from racing all day, being up all night the night before, exhausted. Like my neck was like on the motor. Yeah, and uh, I was like, dude, I am not losing this fucking race. Yeah, like this is mine to lose. I ain't losing this thing. And I kept like talking to myself, stop being a bitch. I'm like, <laughs> uh, ended up holding off winning. And uh, I got to the, the the scales. And I remember this uh, Kobe Horner came and like jumped on me. We were buddies back in the day, I guess. Um, 
yeah, jumped on me and was like, dude, you just won. I was like, holy shit, I just yeah. won. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why that one sticks out so much. I don't know if it's because my mom couldn't be there. She was an yeah. MD Anderson or whatever. And I did what it's I had just to do to get story. to the racetrack. Yeah. And it just meant a lot to me. And uh, yeah, I'm thankful for that opportunity. That's a really cool story. Sorry, that was a long story. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's awesome. That's how that weekend went. Well, uh, let's talk about when you started traveling and when that confidence was built for, for that. So we raced at Canyon for a while, probably a solid two years. And then we were like, well, let's start traveling because we had started um, dealing with Bobby Powell and they traveled a lot. And uh, that's back when Gulfport was one of the best tracks in the country. Yeah. I mean, you could get almost a nine second lap. On a pretty big, on a pretty a track, big track. A track oh. Literally, literally, I was thinking about the other day. A track designed just like Iron City. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. exactly like Iron City. Turning on the it's, front stretch, it's one hundred percent what and it is. The back stretch is a straight. Yeah, it's a small Iron City. Yeah, but it's still bigger than a lot of the stuff that we had to race during the day. That track, ripped. it would get down. Yeah. Get so down. we went, we went over there a couple times, and uh, we were all right. You know, prowlers were always. That's what they told us. Problems were always fast there, and she was at tires. But uh, went a couple times, had fun, um, learned some stuff, and then we're like, let's just, you know, Bobby and them kept traveling, so we're like, let's just keep going with them. And then uh, we got into the. They said, hey, we're gonna race the Mississippi Maxis Series next year. So we got parking for the year, went race, uh, finished second or third in points, and then we we did that for like two three years and then finally won a state championship with uh, the partial series i think you were the yeah. first person to have a leather jacket from win a leather group, jacket yeah. well, from Acadia. i won it didn't no, win it yeah. i don't know the firestone series was pretty cool it was a tri the gulf coast tri-state series something like that i think it was mississippi yeah. alabama and louisiana maybe florida florida mississippi and louisiana yeah we went to uh pensacola, pensacola yeah shittiest racetrack ever oh sorry you don't that was terrible. It was a terrible. Hey, listen. Hey, it's, it, uh, uncut. Like, okay. I'm just being your horn and honest. Here we are. Alex, thank you. Stop getting thank red, you. Alex. Like, thank you. Exactly. Thank Stop you. Hunter. Look, it's okay hey, to hate racetracks. No, yeah, exactly. I hate, look, I'm just being honest with you. I don't even know if they're open anymore. I hate Collins. It I wasn't a bad, it wasn't oh, a bad racetrack. One of my favorite it always had grip, but the problem was it didn't matter how good your tires were, how hard you worked your ass off. You could never get really that much of a lead unless like the field sucked that yeah. bad. You could be so fast and it didn't matter because you would turn in so Match much. number two was magic there. Really? Two wipes. Sweet. But uh traveling. Um just kept doing more and more. Um the Maxi series, we really hunted it because I really wanted to win a leather jacket. And I don't think I ever won. No, you didn't. Yeah, no, it was always your kryptonite because the animal always had carburetor issues. But that is so true. No, No, never. Oh, I actually later on in life, when it came back, I won four in one year. Yeah, but um, the, the OG, uh, the OG back when there was two hundred fifty to three hundred yeah. entries every weekend. When yeah. even even the people who really weren't that good were fast. Yeah, it just didn't matter. Uh, the two years that I probably should have did it, carburetor killed carburetor you. problems out the ass, and for what reason we couldn't figure it out either. No, was that like all sticking, year carburetor problems? All year, or just like the last problems. race? I mean, they would, sticking, I remember they, they had they had uh, animals at the racetrack at one. We got point. to the point where we were sending the motors to D 
or to whoever was building them to Todd clean them, clean time. them to Todd. No, yep. it wasn't Todd yet. It might have still been D. I, I don't know. Maybe it was Todd. I don't can't remember. But it, if it wasn't the carburetor sticking, the float sticking, it was the sh- the shittiest look as a dirt diver, however you say that, went into the uh, catch can and clogged it to where the motor couldn't breathe completely. <laughs> and the only reason we figured that out is because it happened to D one time. And uh, I'm talking about that. That year we went to Batesville. We used four different motors. Could not figure out why none of them would run. Mm. The catch can was had a dirt dauber in it or something. Damn, it couldn't that's breathe crazy. correctly. Couldn't breathe. It's something like it didn't matter. I was flat footed and it was bam, 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 all the way all the way around. Damn, and the go kart was still fast enough to where we almost made the shows and they were like, Look, just don't let off. We might make the show and then we can fix it later. We could never fix it. <laughs> D and Scott actually came take my go kart. They took, they were like, D, what do we do? What do we do? He had just got off the track. They took the uh, the bottom of the carburetor off. And D's like, the only way I could fix is if y'all flip the go-kart upside down. So they flipped the go-kart upside down. He's trying to fix the float. There really wasn't nothing wrong with it. It was the catch can. And we didn't figure this out until we got home. And D's like, you know, I didn't even think about it. This, this happened to me one time. Damn. Yeah, but mm. Junior 3 Animals, the death of me. As soon as like... <laughs> We were able to take the carburetors out. It's like a switch went off. I don't know. And never had another problem. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, your time with Wesley before he had his own carts when he was your tire guy. Hang on. Did I just say carburetor? Yeah. Take the carburetor? Yeah. yeah. Strictly plate. I'm yeah. sorry. I know I'm retarded. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Nothing. What was your question? Oh, I'll, what was it like working with Wesley as his, as your tire guy before he had carts? Very fun. Yeah. You know, it was moments. very fun. Um, I don't know if you have more questions about Wesley later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's up to y'all. But no, I had a, I had way more good with Wesley than I did bad. Yeah. Um, it was fun, man, because Wesley liked to cut up. Um, Wesley, everybody knows where we're from and where we race. Wesley was a shit. Mm-hmm. Wesley knew tires better than pretty much everybody. Even the people that thought that they knew him, he knew him better. Um, you were probably racing for second if Wesley showed up. Pretty much. And then just having him put tires in your go-kart, you knew you always had a, a chance to win, yeah. a better chance than a lot of people. Uh, and then eventually I kind of picked up on what he did and, you know, applied that to my when I got on my own. But mm-hmm. um, overall, having re- Wesley do my tires – Taught you a lot. It, it taught me a lot, and it was fun. Kind of a pivotal knowledge point. Oh, for sure. That's when our career took my career, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. my my karting career took off, and it's obvious. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, when I got with Wesley is when we really started winning. Um. So yeah, I give a lot of credit to Wesley. A lot. So you kind of talked about it a little bit. You remember the yeah. races you lost. This is. Some big things right here. Um, you remember the races you lost more than the ones you've won. One, and this is some of them right here that we're going to talk about. Some big races. Let's I mean, talk about this is this is <laughs> this is like this is like the one that everybody wants to win. It finally came to a racetrack near us. I don't think I was old enough to to run the Max Daddy, but it came to Causeyville in 2013. Hootie sets pole by what? Ten. The most underrated, best track ever. Yeah. So you sat pole by like what a tenth. Yeah, so you want to talk about the qualifying part? Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Uh, oh, yeah, to, that's to, right. Yeah. To me, it is. Yeah. Um. So 
the Max Daddy decided to come to Causeyville, right? It's the best track. If they didn't want to be in the Carolinas or Georgia or Florida or something like that, come to Causeyville. That thing used to get up and go. Yeah. So they did the track, and the track was amazing for that weekend. Um, and we were really on a – we had really good momentum going to – going into that weekend i think i had won like 19 or 20 races out of like 23 races and the year before i think that was when you won the 5000 yeah i think so yeah that's kind of when I, I took off we took off um so all day long in practice and stuff we're like scuffing tires and stuff and have no idea what the lap times were if we were even fast because every weekend before that we knew we were fast well for, practices we had so many goofballs in practice like you couldn't really get a good lap get a good lap and you know I, at the end of practice i was like who's who's fast and they were like you are and i'm like i can't tell like yeah. and they were like dude you're the fastest by 10th right now in practice that we got okay don't feel that way so we got in qualify and uh qualified like second and third and two animal classes second and third or fourth or fifth or whatever in the clone classes and finally it's max daddy qualifying we get to the grid and we kind of timed it like everybody does um we managed to go out last right that was your thing though that was your thing you always wanted to be the last person on the racetrack always wanted to be last i mean i learned that from the best in the business yeah you sat there if they're screaming at you to get on the grid and go I'm waiting. I'm going to be almost last, right? Yeah. No, it's not last. So <laughs> we waited because the track had just like clicked. It just, it just hit. It just hit. And uh, everybody, pretty much every group and group of five or six would go on the track. Whoever the top dog in that group is, most people can tell, was sitting fast time. So we went out last and I was like, right here, this is it. And I went through the first corner and it was just stuck. And I was like, let's go. And, uh, I was watching attack and I forgot what the time was, but it was like my fastest lap of the day. Next lap was like a little bit fastest quicker. lap of the day. And I, I knew the times where I knew I was in the top five and I'm like, either I'm wrecking or I'm sitting the pole. One or the other. I don't care. I ain't letting off. Set the pole by like a 10th or 10th and a half. And uh, you mm -hmm. could hear that on the PA, they were like, Timbo to the pole. And it was like, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> whatever i i forgot what happened if the chain came off maybe the chain i don't know what happened but the motor killed so i had to roll the go-kart from the from the flag stand on my cool down lap up the hill and wesley came and grabbed me and we we're like high five and it was just like a cool ass moment yeah that's cool and so we go into the feature and uh we lead about he leads about 40 laps of it and uh, I, I don't the, the story gets a little messy of uh, if did you did you you thought it was about five to go? I'll tell you all the truth. Um, this was the first race that we had to use race sievers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. So the those the things were man, miserable. They could talk to you. And so you had to put an earpiece in and we didn't use it all day except for the max. It wasn't the flag, man. It was, it was the tower. It was the tower. Yeah. What's his name? Randy Rawson. Yep. Randy Rawson. He talked to us. Ooh, look at that lightning. Um, <laughs> no, so regardless, somebody's talking to me in my ear, whatever. So we take off, and I led like 25. It was a 50-lap race, I think. Mm -hmm. 25-lap break. Yeah. So I think I led 
a decent amount in the first, and then somebody passed me, and then I passed them back. I don't really remember. If you don't want to see, go watch it on YouTube. Was it Darnell? Um, Darnell? Yeah, if Josh Darnell and, and D, I think, D yeah. Pascal. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, all my buddies clown me about this all the time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this is the biggest – it's for sure the biggest one I got away. Um, they dropped the green on the halfway, take off, and – one thing about Causeyville that sucked was the lighting. And it, it was dark, horrible. It was horrible. You couldn't see the shit. The back stretch was really bad. Really dark. And if you went off, if you went off a of turn two, you were. Oh, right next, talks about it all the time. You were right next oh, to God. like a box stand, like yeah. a deer. Like yeah, no, you, you had a, there was a could, pine tree in the in the the motor grader at the bottom of the hill, you and you had to put, hope to split it. You could probably put a lock on and and some corn right there and shoot a deer. Bring the seven bag in the go kart. Hundred percent. And then <laughs> that's another story, but whatever. So you couldn't see shit and uh, rocking and rolling. And for some reason, don't know why, it was like maybe 15 or 12 to go. I think it was 10 to go. I don't know. But I swear to God, I could hear them behind me. Like they were on me. And you had and about four or to, five cart length. And, <laughs> and I didn't realize that. And, if, and I still wasn't driving right. I really wasn't. If I'd have been driving right. That was their ass. <laughs> that was their ass. And uh, I started going lower and lower and lower and lower and getting in the mud and started sliding. And Josh Darnell, just a veteran driver, knows what he's doing. Um, I was, I think I was 16 years old when this happened. Yeah. I was 16. And uh, I shouldn't have been there. Like, at 16 years old, probably shouldn't have been in that position, but we were. And I started, I guess you could say, blocking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it lo- never... I mean, the video shows, it looks like you're Sorry. trying to, you're Sorry. trying to protect the bottom. Sorry, brother. I've never watched a video. Never will. Yeah. Yeah. We Fuck cannot convince race. him to watch the, the, the 2013 max daddy. He has never to this day watched it. We've tried at the house. He's walked out of the house. He's walked out of the room. Like he will not watch it. <laughs> Jacob Butler. It don't matter how many times you put it in my face. I ain't watching it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, essentially I started blocking. And I got passed, and I went back to, like, I don't know, eighth? Rode back all the way up to third? All the way up to third. That's yeah. how fast we were. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Josh Darnell sitting there with his girlfriend and just won five grand and a new helmet. And I get off the track, and Wesley is going off on me. <laughs> I was devastated. Yeah. Devastated. And I couldn't understand why Wesley was so mad at me. And now as an adult, I 100% understand why he was so mad at me. Yeah, you yeah. mad at yourself. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm still mad at myself at this day. I yeah. don't give a shit about anything I want. I gave Josh Darnell that one. So you, you, you <laughs> can cut this. You do what you want. I'm sorry, buddy. But yeah, you I'm kind sorry. of handed that one on a silver platter. Hundred percent. So there's another one that's uh that's it kind of it brings me into the situation of uh so when I when we were at Cajun Indoors last door was at Cajun, last time I was at Cajun Indoor. I got screwed on a bad call leading clone heavy. We had sat pull by three tenths and we were just, nobody could tuck us. Like I'd every, every restart I'd pull two to three cart links and we would just. I remember that day ripping at practice. Like, damn, this thing actually feels pretty good. And then here comes Alex just past me. Like I'm standing still. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I mean, we were just digging in that day. So we struggled on Friday night. And then we started working tires really hard. But then somebody told me something. I don't remember if it was Brandon Young or at the time. I don't remember. Somebody was there and they were like, 
slower is faster. It was us. He was okay. Maybe it was Hootie. Maybe it was Hootie. I don't remember. But he's like, slower is faster. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. So I like babied it through the corners. And like, we were just like two, like you said, two, three tenths faster than everyone. Well, I got screwed after leading the race. And for anyone who doesn't know, the Cajun Indoor is a very sensitive topic for me because I had been so close to winning one. And I have seven second places there. I have seven second places at that joint. And I never got a gumbo pot. I didn't even know that. Yeah, seven second places. Did and you know that? Don't yeah, worry, it, Alex. Don't worry, Alex. Hootie's, all of Hootie's are in the in the shop for you to look at. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it wasn't right there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, put it on the table, Hootie. Put it on the table. So Come my, on now. <laughs> put it on the table. No, I ain't going to do that. So <laughs> let him, let him see it. Let him see it. That's the 5,000 one. It's kind of heavy. Yeah, hey, let him see it. Let him see it. So my dad gets super aggravated. Like, like, like I said, we were the fastest thing on the racetrack. My dad gets super aggravated. He's like, look, I'm done. Like we should have won that race. That was our gumbo pot. Like that was it. That was the one. And he, we loading up, he's throwing stuff in the trailer and Keith runs over to the trailer and he's like, Hey, y'all leaving. <laughs> Keith is Hunter's dad. By If anybody didn't know, Keith runs up to the trailer. Y'all leaving. What y'all doing with them tires? <laughs> what y'all doing with them tires? And like, we're leaving. I don't get, can we have them? It's like, yeah. He throws them over to him. He's like, y'all have them, blah, blah, blah. Well, Hootie goes set pole by another two tens. <laughs> and then Hootie can take the story over from here. What a great race, huh? <laughs> First of all, let me just put this out there. The night before, I the day before, I won like two classes. And that night was the pro race, whatever. And I was waxing that ass. And now look, for anybody that's never been to the Cajun Indoor, <laughs> it's the worst track in the world every year. Yeah. Don't matter what they did for that, that shit. It was horse dirt, bro. They had a whole. Every you were year. touching the concrete. <laughs> yeah, like if you amazing. if you touched it, like you could you could walk through it and break an ankle. <laughs> yeah. Like it was it was essentially like you go into three and four and you go in normal and then like you turn right to dodge the hole. That's how bad it was. Unless you, or... could, unless you could get the go-kart on the berm enough to where the right size missed the hole. Yeah. yeah. And I had figured out how to miss the hole. So it was like, if you didn't figure out, that's like three or four tenths right there. Every lap. Well, I decided to hit the hole one time on accident. And the hole was so bad, it caught the right front of the go-kart and turned me. It's like it took me to a complete stop and turned me straight in on top of the burn. And I was stuck. And what does the flagman do? Just drags me in the infield. And there goes Bryce, Bryce Fauntleroy out of the back of a truck. I had I literally had like a straightaway on him. <laughs> that's the one yeah that's yeah that was that was the friday night or the saturday night that was was the invitational for running uh some kind of series it was an invitational no you said this ain't your story yeah so they win and i'm fucking pissed because i gave that one away too and uh every year well when i had facebook it was every year Curtis and Bryce, they share that. Fuck you and that trophy. I gave you that one too. So uh the next night, regardless, whatever, we won like two races the next day, and it's the pro race time. We get those tires and we check out. It's like oh. game over. Oh, yeah, well, that was, we no, so like we didn't even do. stay to watch this. We they just heard the story. We rolled out immediately. <laughs> we didn't even wait for senior pro qualifying or anything. We loaded up and rolled out that joint. So checked out and we had some fancy fuel tank. I don't know, some aluminum fuel tank that sat on the steering column, whatever. Oh and, god. Uh, it wasn't flush on the floor plan for uh floor plan. Pan. Sorry, I'm thinking about words. Floor plan. Floor, floor pan. pan. And uh, 
it rattled enough and with the uh, bumps with the bumps and broke with the weld point so the the fuel tank flew out <laughs> where did it land in between no it was bouncing it was bouncing on the ground and managed to bounce off the ground inside the body and the right rear tire <laughs> or in between the motor or something so i have gas and fuel going all over the right rear tire still rocking and rolling and eventually ran out of gas because it all fell it all dumped out i was so mad it happened with like two to go it finally like the, the, that started the shit show either either the fuel line pulled off or something but i pulled into the the infield and i kicked it as hard as i could an aluminum tank and felt like I broke my toe. <laughs> you I were was, wearing racing shoes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I was so mad. And here comes Chance on like fourth or fifth or something on the last lap and managed to win it. <laughs> $2,500. Uh, but hey, I was a good enough friend. I took victory lane pictures with <laughs> yeah. If I couldn't have won oh, it, I'm no, glad you all, did. We all know I didn't deserve that at all. Bro, T- technically, if I wouldn't have left, no, no one but me. You'd have fucked it up. On your own. No, I would. Alex, you mess up wet drinks all the time. No, but no, you had that. Case. So, mm-hmm. so there was a time where we would help each other out in races and yeah. stuff. Like you'd come pit for me, I'd come pit for you. Well, the first year at Andalusia, which if any of you know, it was an indoor race, but it was also a cart show. Jody Pierce put on. Yeah, Jody Pierce put on in Andalusia, Alabama. Yes. The first year we went and Brandon Young came down and he rented a yellow Camaro. Camaro. <laughs> it's on YouTube still. If, anybody's, if anybody wants to cherish his YouTube there, channel. There is a lot of downtime for this cart show and race because you like practice and qualify the on one day and then it's the cart on the show and then you race at night. Too much. On the downtime. second day. Yes. Too much. Well, we we had to go to the store to get something and Brandon Young took me, my sister, me, and Hootie. They're packed in this Camaro. In this Camaro. There is no room. I'm sitting on somebody's lap. And, uh, there's this giant roundabout in the downtown of their area. And like, we just kept going around and he's like, let's try to save a shave a 10th each time. So he's just like going super fast around. And we didn't even have roundabouts at home yet. Yeah. So that was fun. And then we got to this part where the road dips down like San Francisco. (laughs) Or was it a railroad? It was a railroad. It was a railroad. We all jumped the railroad. Yeah. Yeah. But the road also went down a hill. Oh, yeah. And then there was like some stores over there. Total room to get air. Well, we went down and he was like, we're jumping that. (laughs) And he turns around and we go back and it's on YouTube. If you, It's on your sister's. sister's. Yeah. Yeah. Cherish Lachalave. Anybody wants to look that up. Go way down. It's one of the first first videos. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a video of us jumping in. I think you dropped your phone, man. That dropped my phone. My head hit the roof. <laughs> I'm surprised we we made it back to the track that day. We did, we barely. Did. Good times. We went eat chicken wings. Yeah, there was. We did. Yeah. That uh, I'll never forget. Chance, you went to Andalusia again, but Hootie was racing, and I was helping. Yeah, you were. That helping. was the deal. And he almost didn't come. He was like, "Nah, I'm sorry, dude. Whatever, whatever." And then, like, right before we left, he texts me. He's like, look, dude, you came and helped me last year. I'm coming. I'm coming out. And uh, what was it, Jen? It was Jen and Sprite. Jen and Sprite. <laughs> A whole fifth on the second day. The yeah. first day, I actually helped. 
you know, we, we helped then we qualified pole in every single class. And I'll never forget that weekend. Cause I had to come from 19th again and I was finished second to Hootie, but we were pretty quick. It, it's mm, frustrating weekend. That's that what was, it was. Was Patrick, uh, Armstrong was running. Armstrong was, Patrick, Daniel Armstrong right? was running, running for roll speed. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Patrick and he won the Gilman. first race. And then you won. So the first race, that's one that I still regret to this day. So I used to do all my own stuff on the go-kart when we got home. Take bodies off, clean motors, clean go-kart, tires. I mean, I really, I didn't do the tires. Wesley did the tires. But all the work that went on during the week, I would do. And uh, I was 15, 16, lazy. (laughs) And I didn't put the body on right. I left like two screws off in the nose, so like it had movement in it. And uh, I qualified pole, and Armstrong passed me. Rode for, rode behind him for like seven, eight laps, and it was finally time to pass him again. It was like three to go, two to go. When I went to pass him, my nose caught that left rear with the slack, like the movement in the body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it picked the go kart up so fast and turned me right, and I was like, I gave that race away because I didn't put two bolts in. That's a hundred percent watch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think never do Wes- that again. Wesley showed up late. He was running late, so like me and Jacques were wiping tires. For, yeah, and we still qualified all those poles. All those poles, just yeah. crugging, just uh, crugging, straight crugging. If none of y'all could figure that shit out, that's <laughs> all it was. <laughs> crugging. It wasn't mad. That, yeah, so we weren't crugging the first day and qualifying, and we qualified like sixteenth and fifteenth. And then uh, my dad stayed in the trailer with David Lance, and uh, at at that point it was like an impound race to where you had to leave the trailers at a certain point. So my dad closed every single door oh, he was, and opened the vent oh, no. and they were pan rolling Krug at like two 30 in the morning. And, uh, is that Hayden's dad? Hayden Lance's, Hayden Lance's dad. dad. Yeah. And so <laughs> the next day we're like passing two or three cars, a lap in the race, but Hootie had gotten so far out. We couldn't catch him. Uh, and we ended up going to the front and uh yeah that's a that's a funny weekend but so y'all used to have this little thing it was like you buy on the back of the on your helmets and i'll never forget that weekend because i just got a phone and i was uh putting hootie's number in my phone it's like hunter thibodeau but like i'm severely dyslexic and my mom's a thibodeau and i didn't even know how to spell her maiden name and i was like so it's t-i-h-b and he goes i because you buy (laughs) I, was, I don't I remember that. Heavily influenced yeah, and then, uh, alcohol, but and and then goes, no, it's B O. I was like, okay, T I B O, T H I B O B E A U X. That was Bodiac. that was yeah, a great Bodiacs. weekend. But I, I think Tori Pettit was drinking with me, and we were like line dancing in the grid with no music, dude. Like <laughs> wasted a whole thing at the gym. I don't even remember that. I'm glad because I'm very embarrassed of it. Really? Oh yeah, because I was with your grandpa. Like I was staying in your grandpa's oh, RV, pops. and like the heated floor and everything. Like the next morning, I was like, man, I was very disrespectful because <laughs> I got so drunk. Yeah, dude, it was zero mad. recollection of that. <laughs> Good time. So. So, of course, um, everybody knows you made the cover of Chasing Racing Magazine from Andalusia. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, it was that weekend. But, you know, I guess furthermore, talking about that weekend, what was it like after you gave that race away to just go out and just handle business the rest of the night? So I think at that point, we had already won two races, gave that one away. And then it was game time for the pro race, which was leather jacket, leather pro jacket. Pro. Yeah, I forgot about that. And leather yeah, jacket. it's in my race. Track. And uh, 
went out there and just kicked ass. I think I lapped all the way up to second. Yeah. And um, it was awesome. It was brand new AD leather, red jacket. Hate red, but I rocked that thing for many years. <laughs> it's still my most favorite jacket, even though I hate the color red. Um, it was just, it's a slick jacket, fit perfect. Um, Does it fit perfect now? I was about to say a little snug now, I'm sure. Listen, guys, I put on a few pounds. <laughs> no, but there's, there's a story behind the helmet. There's a story behind the helmet on the cover. Oh, yeah. So, we were practicing and qualifying and stuff, and I went to put my helmet on, and everybody, I mean, that's how I put my helmet on. I grabbed the two straps and pulled down. Well, when I pulled down, the one in the left just came out. Was this the voodoo, uh, the voodoo helmet? No, it was the Simpson Shark. The Simpson oh, Shark, yeah. probably just got that, too, huh? I had it for probably a year. Okay. I don't Man, know. That's still not And this probably burst the pink. So one. it was too big for me. That was This race happened maybe in January or February, and we had previously raced at Baseville. And uh, it was too big for me. And I remember you said you had kept, the problem with the bumps yeah, that basically had to bump, keep pushing it down. And it kept going up to where all I could see was the red and white barriers mm-hmm. going down the straightaway. That's how I knew yeah. I was going straight. I'm that, that tired. I had that problem a few times with my shark. Yes. It doesn't fit people's heads well. At least it didn't fit mine. I don't know. And uh, so I had a new bell on Alder. Getting painted. Yeah, it was getting painted. That's what it was. Um, so when it broke, I had to use Wesley's helmet. And uh, everybody knows the breath deflector that covers your nose is badass. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I hate it. It, it looks cool. I just it. I can't do it. I rip mine off in the middle. It's of like the race. racing with no I gloves. Do I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it didn't have that or whatever, and it just had a clear shield on it, and I just looked goofy when I was on the cover, man. <laughs> also, you had a you had like a makeshift body, like the front had a wrap on yeah, it. I rigged that thing. <laughs> rigged that thing. It was like three bodies in one. It's ready to go indoor race. But wasn't there a point where you thought you were going to make the magazine before and you didn't? No. So making the magazine, or you like always go. The cover. You thought you, you were make the cover. It, it wasn't the cover. It was you go to the grid. Or there was always a pre-race meeting. And if Rowdy Jordan was there, he always talked about his company and taking pictures. And he's like, there's two ways to get into, or there's two or three ways to get in the, in the magazine. Number one, either you wreck really bad. It don't matter if you have a sticker or not, you go on, you go on in the magazine. Number two, if you got a good looking shot and you have my sticker on your go kart, you'll be in the magazine. Number three, if you just win a lot, or if you win, you're going to be in the magazine. So I had started winning. And every Sunday morning when we get home, Rowdy Jordan would put his pictures on his website so you mm. could see what he took of the weekend. Yeah. And I had won a race at a, a Mississippi State Series race, which was a pretty re- big race for us. And I finished second in the other class. And he only took like two or three pictures the whole weekend. And I was really butthurt. And my dad looked at me and said, son, if you keep doing what you're doing, nobody cares about these pictures. Everybody will know your name. I'm like, that didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just telling you, Hootie, you just keep doing what you're doing and everybody will know your name. Mm-hmm. And eventually that's what happened. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So what, what was it like becoming a house? Wait, Jason, I do have one thing what you got. We didn't touch on this, but the uh, pro car tour indoor. Yes, the bull ring. That was a good weekend. That yeah. was a great. It was a good weekend. We that was we yeah, were, it was me. It was we so, were your pit bitches. Yeah, me and Chance were the, were the little pit bitches. I was not bitches. drunk that time. No, yeah, 
that was I, i'll never forget so I'll, like, the funny thing about this funny you bring it up i'll never forget this when it clicked of like cause i was so young i was like 13 or 14 years old at the time and this is who he was still you know 15 or 16 and uh i never like my dad knew this he'd always change components axle hubs you know bearings everything but i'll never forget this was the first weekend on a brand new triton and he had a new tri- a brand new triton that never been rode brand new. and an older triton yeah and he rode uh he rode the older triton and then he went practice the brand new triton and he got off the racetrack and he's like that the brand new triton just feels better so this is the first time I ever felt respected by anyone in go-karting that was like good, the Wells brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember the old one wasn't as fast and they were like, what, what do we do? And like, they were like, well, what do you think? I was like, well, the, the new one, man, is fast. I say we just keep doing what we're doing. Just we run the new one for the pro and that's what we ended up doing. And so the first beat night, Matt and Jesse, like it, it felt good to someone ask my your opinion. opinion yeah. You know? So the first night we started racing with Brian Wells. They were doing our our local motors, um, and Brian had a buddy, Southern Comfort Tire Solutions or something like that. I don't know. And uh, so we started using their prep line, and it was the first weekend I was going to do my own tires. So I was just wiping his soft track, which everybody knows from the East Coast, their soft track ain't shit compared to our shitty tracks. So yeah, it wasn't enough. And I wiped them tires, and I wiped them, and wiped them. I qualified like fourth in both classes. Kind of slid a lot. Uh, and Austin Woods waxed our ass that night. Mm, he did win. Yeah, waxed yeah. our ass that night. Hopefully, but he fucked up. For some reason, either him or his dad told my dad, <laughs> "We just did what we, what everybody always does. We wiped that crud." <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Y'all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I could wipe crow better. Way better. So that was a done deal. The next day we went to doing our thing and it was pretty much like first class. Um we rode the tires that we always we qualified every pole on, or I think it was every pole. And uh, I let every lap until one to go or two to go. Jesse Riggins dumped me and like dump me, dump me. <laughs> Uh, and I lost that one. I won the next one. I won medium, and then the pro race happened. It was fifty laps. Yeah. And I had checked out, and I think there was a halfway mark, and we restarted. Checked out again. I think I lapped all the way up to third, and that was three thousand to win. And a nice bull ring trophy. Uh, nice. It was it was so cool. We got off the racetrack, get back to the trailer after tech and everything. Had three. Random kids that rode their bicycles to their arena. I do remember that. Now. And, and, I do. I do. And we yeah. gave them like a piece of the body or your number plate, maybe. So they were like, "Dude, can we, we want we want your autograph. Autograph. Can we have something?" It was the first time I ever had to sign an autograph, and I'm like, "My autograph." Yeah. So they were like, "Can we have something?" And my dad was like, "Y'all can have this body." So we took the body. We put it up, and I signed each panel. And, <laughs> They drug it home on their bicycles. I think it was a gray one. Was it the gray one? No. So we rode the old go-kart in Animal. Yeah. And we stuck with the brand spanking new one. It was a black body on the brand new one. Yes. And uh, it was a brand new body that I kind of messed up with a brand new wrap the night before. We were like, me and Chance were like, let's just put the indoor body on the the new Mm go-kart. So we took it off, put an indoor body we had that was like three different panels. We rigged (laughs) that one too. And uh, we were like, y'all can have it. 
What was the uh, what chassis were you on at that time? Triton. Triton. Was a Triton? One of the best go karts ever. ever. Oh, it's, it's fast. Ever, if not the best go kart ever. So fast, Austin Bennett this weekend. Mm-hmm. So fast, I couldn't keep it under me. <laughs> so fast, yeah, it just takes off off the ground. I think we so fast, flipped. it's a rocket. You flipped yours. I flipped, I flipped mine. mine I flipped year. the one Austin flipped and bent. I flipped one. Yeah, but I, I made it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you well, did. You know, at Tri-State. I, at, uh, Beaver oh, yeah, that chick yeah. flipped me. <laughs> <laughs> she right-reared me, put me right in the wall. I flipped. I was in the magazine upside down. Yeah. But we were at Collins riding those junk-ass you know. Yeah. Uh, That's why it de-beated on it the right front. It de-beated because you had to use a certain rim. So those tires were so junk. And they, yeah. they spent so much money trying to make that a good tire. <laughs> and it never was. It's going, can you imagine just going, not letting off, because Collins, you never let off. Yeah. Just going into three and four, and you hit the center of the corner, and all of a sudden it was like Ooh. a blowout. Yeah, on like an eighteen wheeler, yeah. went straight in the wall and flipped. And that track, that track fast, man. Getting it like eight, almost seven second laps, yeah. and uh, they got a picture of me holding the go kart up, yeah, pointing to hit, the right you front. Hit, you hit the fence right in front of me and my sister and my dad. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck it, let's get a picture." <laughs> got one. And you're just pointing at the yeah. Oh man! So what was it like at the beginning stages of Kinetic being a driver for them? Hmm. It was all right. Yeah, <laughs> it was all right. Uh, honestly, I really wasn't a part of the beginning. I was supposed okay. to be, and um, I guess there's a lot of he said, she said, but uh, we ended up distancing ourselves, and I never rode the prototype, never rode the first one until uh, – I actually had started racing with Matt kind of okay. at the time, right? I kind of, we kind of broke away from Wesley. Uh, I rode for Matt a couple of times. It was all good. And then we bought all his prep and bought go-karts from him and mm-hmm. doing well. And then I was a senior in high school and I was like, I'm going to play football. It's my senior year. Yeah. Kind of got out of racing. Um, and it was time to, once it, football was over, it was time to come back to racing. Yeah. And uh, we went to Batesville and we had two Tritons and we rode all the normal adult classes, bought tires from Wesley right before we went because mm-hmm. we, we weren't going to go. And then we decided to go. So yeah, we bought playoffs, tires from, playoffs were yeah, we ended up not making playoffs. Um, go racing Batesville first day kind of sucked. Uh, I don't know if I can say this, but James Reigns was doing our tires. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't work out. Um, yeah, that's so, yeah. yeah, cut that out. But regardless, uh, Keith went to Wesley's trailer and was like, okay, you got to do our tires. So Wesley started doing our tires the second day. I missed the pole by, I don't know, is it one one thousandths or one one hundredths? What's smaller? A thousandths? thousandths. Yeah. yeah. One one thousandths to Joe Warren. And uh, I was out. That's back when OG, we did double file starts at Batesville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, nice. I went all the way back to 17th mm. and came all the way back to second. Holy crap. So I probably would have won that race. Should have, could have, yeah. would have. Right. But uh, yeah, I was on Tritons well, at the time, and Wesley and Bryce and Jacques were kicking ass that weekend on his Kinetic. The Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> My dad was too. He's like, you know what? Wesley, we want to buy a go kart for me. We're coming back. Back and better than my whatever. <laughs> and then Bryce looks at me and goes, "Thank you. You finally somebody's gonna raise this baby with me." <laughs> so, uh, me and Bryce and Wesley started racing together, and it was pretty damn good. We yeah. won a lot of races. 
uh, and had a lot of fun. So one race we didn't talk about. Please tell me. I was just thinking it. Okay, there's two races we didn't talk about. <clears throat> my, one, you you said the starting on the outside pole going to 17th was tough. Yeah. I'll never forget when you sat pole and missed the race. No, I qualified third and third missed the race. And yeah. missed the race. I never I thought you were dead. So I walked in the trailer and Keith is just ripping I you. I died, but I came back to life. Yeah, he yeah, you were resurrected. He yeah. killed you and then brought you back. Hundred percent. And then um, I all I remember is I go in the trailer and I'm like, hey guys, how's it going? Alex, not now. <laughs> Get out. I was like, oh my gosh, Keith. You- <laughs> it was all <laughs> over a bowl of gumbo. Yeah. yeah. Bowl of gumbo. So we got off the racetrack, shit happened, whatever. And that was in an animal race, and it was time to go race a clone. Now, this was two or three years before the story I just told mm-hmm. about the Tritons. And uh, we were really fast. It was just me and Wesley racing out of the same trailer on Tritons. And uh, we qualified third in the clone race, and it was time to go back on the track. Well, I was with getting, my girlfriend, getting some gumbo, and my dad is wanting to know, well, where the hell am I? And uh, we never made it to the racetrack. We run up to the grid. And- I run inside the arena and they're like on lap three and they are wrecking like crazy. And my, my grandpa, we walk him back to the trailer. We just missed the race. And I knew it was my fault. Cause I thought we had time and no damn time. <laughs> and, uh, my, my pops, Carol was like, you know, it's probably a blessing, man, that we weren't on the racetrack. <laughs> they were wrecking and, and he might've got hurt, man. And I was like, I wouldn't have got hurt. And there goes my dad. He wouldn't have got hurt. He probably would have won the damn race. <laughs> He's like, he wouldn't have been in them wrecks. We don't wreck. I forgot what I said, but he picked me up. It was by probably something smart. My leather jacket. I had it on. He Feet it was, it was a quarter of the way unzipped. He grabbed it right here. Picked me up and slammed me against the wall of the trailer and was going off on me. Here comes Alex. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my ass got humbled real fucking quick. And then the the race where this is like impossible to do at Batesville. Come from dead last and win. That's a good story. Y'all wanted to know about Krug. I'll tell you about Krug. So is this it? This is it. Oh, right boy. So this I've never like, used like Krug at Batesville except one time. Much rather use goat pee than grub. <clears throat> Y'all are welcome if I told you that. Uh, so we qualified all day, whatever. Made made the show on the first qualifying session and everything. So we we got to chill all afternoon and they're doing the driver intros and me and Mike Halliburton go on the track. When we get on the track, and this is the probably the first year I've ever seen this, where they take the water truck or four wheel or whatever and they super soaked the track there was puddles on the track standing water that wasn't going anywhere and me and mike were like oh my god because we were the first class on the track yeah and we both started like top five top ten and uh we were like fuck these driver intros we gotta get tires ready because we ain't got nothing ready for this the track was ripping and now we're running through puddles so it was like, I don't give a shit about these Frisbees. We we literally gave them the kids to throw, and we we were all the way in turn three. And we jumped over the rails, ran back to our trailers, and I'm huffing and puffing, and I'm like, give me a brand new set of 120s, 120 cc's. Dropped them, dropped them in the pan and started rolling straight crow. And I was like, don't take them out until one of the last calls to the grid. Don't take them out. Bolt them out. Let man. them get every drop. Don't even worry about air pressure. Just roll. 
Brand new set of 120s, never on the track. Well, maybe scuff, but you can't really scuff a baseville, regardless. Um, start fifth, and they sucked. Like, I got, I was sliding. I went dead last. They started 30. I'm pretty sure they started 30 that race, most ever. They were like, screw it. It's the, it's the elite class. There's mm-hmm. a, you know what? We're letting everybody race. Or it took 30. I don't, I was way back there. All of a sudden, they hit. I apologize if you were in front of me in that race because I wrecked everybody. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I couldn't slow down enough. It was that fast. I punted uh, Justin Fulmer, I think. Like, wrecked him. <laughs> and I'm talking about, I was like, sorry. Who's next? <laughs> so I'm in third place. And Tyler McLeod, McLeod was racing for Wesley. I had just switched, switched to Charger. And Mike Halliburton, and they were getting after against each other. Wait, is this where you made it on the backstretch when they got together and you swooped in, went three wide going? No, 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 no. that oh. was a different race. That was the next year. Yeah. That was NEF, huh? Yeah, yeah, in the shitty class. I do remember that. that was my first slot machine, but uh, that's my first first one I got to keep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm in third, and uh, I can see Tyler and and uh, Mikey wrecking each other doing whatever and mikey's brake rotor is glowing like his brakes are dragging <laughs> when is it not at Batesville, till you know and uh somehow i think mikey turned mcleod or mcleod turned mikey and i think mcleod turned mikey and uh they threw a caution i was like your ass is gone <laughs> y'all shouldn't have threw that caution <laughs> i moved one of them on the restart it it didn't take out a half of the straightaway. I already passed the dude in the lead. I think it was Mikey, and that was it. I won that thing by a quarter of a straightaway, like three or four laps. Damn. Done. That's crazy. I wasn't there that year because I is that the one? Is, the, that. the flag is flying, and I'm freaking pointing in the air. I'm like, first lap. I just came from dead last and won three grand. Hell yeah. Fuck y'all. <laughs> so uh, we rode the rest of the night, and I had qualified. <laughs> when I said I made the first round and everything, I qualified like seventh and eighth and stuff so i was kind of at baseville seventh and eighth is kind of far back you know because this really it's a clean air racetrack if you're in the top three you're guaranteed to almost be a tenth faster than everybody else because you just have clean clean air racetrack and uh i know you talk about clean air and nascar a lot but in baseville if you're in the front way better than way better you could have a go-kart that is supposed to be or running times that could be in the top three but you can't get faster than you can't get farther in the field than seventh or eighth because the track is it's that shitty back there. Yeah. Um. So we race the rest of the night. I finished podium on every class after that, and it's time to go to tech. And I've, I'll say to this day, I've never cheat, never cheated, never intentionally cheated, never would. And uh, they tell me my motor's illegal. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> we had just switched. From the blaze from kinetic to charger and we had ran blaze martin motors all year long and my motor and bryce fauntleroy's motor were sister motors they were built together bought together raced all year together sent back at the same time they were identical and uh they did some type of tests with uh oil like liters or something i don't know what it's called but there's a giant ass glass tube tall and uh pour the oil in and turn the cylinder the piston up and see how much fluid i don't know how what it's called but mine was illegal and there's tyler mcleod's which was bryce fauntleroy's motor my sister the sister motor to mine 
and it was close to failing too, I think. But the table it was on was level. My table had a huge bow in it. Don't know what that has to do with anything. But they deemed me illegal, right? Mm -hmm. So the next morning, and I'm heartbroken because I just came from dead last. Yeah. And I know that motor was not illegal, 100%. There's three slot machines on this table while we're talking right now, and that motor won all three. 100% 100% mm. legal. The next year... Mine are all at my parents, okay? like the, <laughs> Next year, the next year we went Wait, to there. So these are the three you got DQ'd? No, no, I only got DQ'd one. Oh, okay. One. Gotcha. The next few years I won these two. Oh, okay. With the same motor that they said was illegal. That's great. So, uh, the next morning we took my other Blaze Martin motor and took it to get teched essentially before the day even started. And they were like, yeah, this one's illegal too. And my dad was like, there's no way. Move it to the table that the other table that you tech on. He put the motor on the other table, pass with flying colors. Oh, yeah. that's oh, yeah. So he was like, Okay, yeah. He's like, Yeah, it's good. And my dad's like, Oh, it's good. That's great. So, what happened last night? What happened last night when you threw us out? He's like, Oh, no, 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 that was different. He's like, It ain't no different. It's the same test. It's the same, the same exact thing. You move tables and now it's legal. It's the same table that the guy won everything the night before, besides the one we won. On the same table you teched his, you you know it 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 passed. Yeah, right. It's the same. It's the same fucking motor. <laughs> it was the same motor. Yo, put it back together and we got to retech. No, 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 not that. Oh. But I'm just saying the one that won all the classes and passed is legal. It was a sister class, a sister motor, sister motor, same shit. So, um, when my dad brought up what happened last night, he didn't want to talk about it. And then uh, Scotty Reed clowns us every year we go back. Like, yeah, y'all, some cheaters just messing with us. You know, it's all jokes. But the next year, I won a class or two, and I'm like, yeah, that was on the same motor y'all threw me out on. He's like, dang, no way. That motor was illegal. And I'm like, swear to God, it's the same motor. Swear. (laughs) So, yes, all three of these slot machines came off the same motor. That's 100% legal. I should have four slot machines. That's good. All right. So, before we get into this, there's we're kind of going back in time a little bit here, but we have to talk about it. Blue Bayou. <laughs> Blue Bayou. So we were supposed to go race. So hold on, are you gonna have to tell them how it was spelt though? B L E W by you, not by you like where we from. Yeah, no B Y Y O U, like I blew your doors off. Yeah, I blew by you, like I blew by. So we were. It's very funny because we have a water park called Blue Bayou. We do. Yeah, never been, never will go. go. The heyday is way past its prime. Yeah. The water's nasty. Yeah. Uh, but we were supposed to race out of Kadiana. Rained out. Rained out. So uh, we're like, screw it. We're going racing. So Wesley, so, I think it was Wesley, West, West. started Facebooking or Googling or whatever. Found some track. He's like, they're racing tonight. It starts and at 830 or 7 o'clock. And we're like, screw it. So we Pastor, Louisiana. How far was that? Like maybe two hours? I have no <laughs> idea. We were in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. So me, Chance. Jacques Newsom and his buddy Jeremy hooked up and we left. So run down the road, we get there, and when we get there, we're like, this track's different. It had a lot of banking. It was like a bowl. Like a bigger Collins, yeah. kind of essentially with more banking. It was like a mini Minden. Double, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. So there was like one animal class and one open or run with your bone. Yeah. So me and Chance both had unrestricted animals and we raced animal class i can honestly i can't remember who won chance probably won uh, no no wait wait no that was the run run with your oh, animal class. i don't know who won the animal class jock 
Maybe Jock. Jock won. Okay. Yeah. So it's run with your broom. And this is me, hilarious. And me I Chance, watching the video. We have no restrictive play, but we're like, we actually know how to, you know, we had decent tires. No, they were running like mud grips. And, and they were actually, where'd you get that jacket? Yeah. <laughs> we knew we fucked up by going there when the first thing on the racetrack was an unlimited lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sam ended up going, yeah, y'all. She, Dude, she they were. There. They were late modeling the lawnmowers. Also, my favorite part With, was how much of a spectacle it was for that area. There was so many spectators. Like, they were partying. Oh, Didn't someone almost get hit? Wait, what? time out. Before I get to the good part, here's the other good part. So, me and Jacques want to go see where we start in the feature. And <laughs> instead of having a wall all the way around the track where you get on and get off, was coming out of turn four. <laughs> There was no wall. Isn't there a picture of you pointing at or like Yeah, I was pointing like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and uh well it got me. Somebody wrecked while me and Jacques were looking at the, the score sheet or the, the board where you start. Mm-hmm. It smoked a little girl. <laughs> like she had to leave in an ambulance and it hit me and Jacques. The go-kart hit me. Yeah, I flew back, smacked my head, seen black. Like I, I don't know if I had a concussion or what. Jacques was hurt. Like oh we were in a God. bind and we walked back to the trailer like y'all never gonna believe it. <laughs> by we just got smoked. I got so before I get to the good part, the next year they had a lawnmower come around the corner and hit the post where you go on, on the track, dude died. Crush crushed his chest. Dead. Yeah. yeah, they I think they ended up closing the track after that. But uh good reason. It could have been a little sporty track though. It was a sporty, it was a badass track. Yeah. So uh the run with your broom class comes on there, and it's like it's between mere chance. Oh, you're like gone, guaranteed, right? Well, it was no, it was the animal because shock won it. Run with your broom, no, run with your broom. That no. wing card came out of nowhere, but that was animal. No, animal he had an animal on it, and oh. he won animal. And then the run with your broom class happened, and it was me and you on the restart. They had a restart, like a green that. white checkered. Yeah, I thought you won it. No, no, I that did. dude came no. out of nowhere. So on the last lap, hit the nitrous button. <laughs> yeah. So on, on the last lap, I got a run off of four on you, and I tried to move you going into one. And when that happened, he just out of nowhere. He, he hit a button. No, swear to God, nowhere. he hit a button. He, he hit was a button. nowhere the entire race, Mm-mm. and all of a Ninja sudden, Turtle came yeah, around and fucking flew by us like it was nothing. Yeah. And guess what? The best part of the race was. Pulled off the track and they handed him the envelope. Handed you the checks. There was no tech, no nothing. No scales, this nothing. dude was smiling like, "Congratulations! Here's your money. Here's your money. Here's your money." Yeah. It, it, there was no taking the helmet off or nothing. Here's your money. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, out of here. What the? Fuck? <laughs> Never coming back here. <laughs> that was that was an adventure. That was an adventure. So we'll go to a little bit of a more serious topic here. Um, in this whole transition of. Wesley and all these big races going on, you know, you kind of talked about how, you know, when you went to North Carolina or South with, with, with Matt, your mom was at MD Anderson and she was, she battled cancer for over 10 years and she finally passed away in 2016. So, you know, how, you know, that time period, you know, with racing and everything going on, what, what you know, how that, how was that? It was interesting. Yeah. Um, trying to think I had just started working not a full-time job. I always worked a full-time job, but I started at Mercedes where I'm at still to this day. And, uh, she was really sick and she ended up passing away. And then the racing community really came there for us. Uh, it was there for us. There was like, good God. So many people changed their profile pictures to that 5,000 picture. Yeah. Yeah. And people you wouldn't even think 
people you thought hated us yeah really didn't you know um it was interesting um i'm trying to think back to the question you actually asked me i'm sorry no you guys just like i know that was like a it was a a period where a lot of people came together and it was a. I don't know, like we did benefit races at the racetrack and stuff. And yeah, like we, we, it was, it was just a, it was a tough time for everyone. It kind of, she, you know, she had a big, a big effect on a lot of people. Yeah. I was kind of getting tired of racing at the time. Um, and I know she pushed you a lot to do a lot. So something I wanted to mention was, uh, we had her funeral and, uh, that was a, that was an interesting weekend that we had the funeral people showed up that I would have never expected to show up. Um, two people that it was just unreal stopped their whole life and just got on a plane and, you know, Dustin Dowdy. Yeah. One of my best friends. I know we don't talk much, but you really are, buddy. You're a good guy. Um, I was living in Phoenix, Arizona at the time and found out about it and literally stopped whatever he was doing, got on a plane, flew all the way to Pensacola, Florida, to meet Scott Parker and they drove six hours the night before to be at the funeral. Yeah. Like no questions asked just was there. I will never forget that. And I'll always be so appreciative of that. Um, and then like, of course, all you guys were there. Um, another one that traveled really far, I say really far, but they traveled from Alabama was Tyler McLeod. Uh, I think Austin Richardson was there and Brandon Brooks. Yep. Yeah. Um came back to the house after. Watched what y'all watched football. Ate some good food. I don't watched know. We just football. sat on the couch in the living room and talked and just had a good, you know, a good time. Me and those guys and Dusty and Scott and just Yeah. That was that was a good time. We had some memorial races. I think we had one memorial race after. Pretty sure I won all that. Um <laughs> yeah. broke the ra- track record. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um <laughs> And then I was I was burnt with racing at the time, just burnt, right? And uh, decided to go to Batesville for our last race, right? Like, I'm retired, I'm done, screw go-kart racing, I'm over it. And uh, we didn't even have a go-kart, like, didn't own one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bryce Fauntleroy and Chris Blazak let us borrow one of their recons. Yeah. And uh, went to Batesville surprisingly i didn't set a pole i qualified second in light led almost every lap and completely fucked it up myself <laughs> that was the first time i ever cursed in front of my dad uh got off the racetrack i mean i led with like till like four four to go entered on a restart way too high got moved whatever got off the racetrack my dad's like hootie what happened dropped the helmet in the seat and i was like I fucked up. And he goes, Hootie, don't cuss. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Now he'd be like, the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, there's times of sorry, times have changed, Dad. Yeah. But uh I know the point of the question was how was the transition and all that. I was pretty much done racing after that. I was burnt out and just emotionally a wreck. Um and just trying to grow up and I guess build some character. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything builds character. Everything builds character. All the tough stuff. Yep. That is correct. Um, speaking of, of of changes and stuff, uh, switching the charger. 
what was the reason and how'd that go for you as far as your career went? Hmm. All right, I'll be honest. Um, this is probably going to be the most serious part of the whole podcast. So when I was 17 years old and I made that decision, because I personally made that decision to leave Wesley and start racing with Cameron and the Wilkerson's and Charger. I, I made that decision. My dad had nothing to do with it. Um, when me and Wesley were good, we were great. When me and Wesley weren't good, I couldn't stand him. I felt like he couldn't stand me. Um, and I was growing up. I mean, he was a grown-ass man at the time. There was a lot of stuff I didn't understand. I was growing up and maturing or whatnot. And I was just done with, uh, you know, personally, and, and look, Wes, I mean, no disrespect when I say this, but I felt like when we were fast, it was because of Wesley. And when we sucked, it was because of me. Uh-huh. It was never the equipment. And we always had the best equipment. To, to be competitive with everybody else we were racing against when we were tracking. Yeah, there was no question of that. Yeah, you had to have it. If you didn't have it, you just, you know, donating. But uh, I felt like anytime we struggled, it was my fault. It was never the tires. It was never, hey, as a team, we sucked. We just got to go back to the drawing board and get better. At least uh, I took it that way, Yeah, you know, and I was tired of hearing it. So I kind of started talking to Cherish, started talking to Cameron, and because uh, they told me, like, hey, Boomer wants to give you a go-kart. Boomer knows you're one of the best down there. He wants, you know, some help marketing down there. He wants to get Charger back to what it was. Because at the time, Shea had left Charger. I think he was riding Millennium. Um, he's like, you know, I'm I'm really wanting to get back big into go-karts. Um, I'll send you a go-kart. <laughs> cool. Boomer wants to send me a go-kart? Yeah. Boomer's one of the bigger names in go-karts, if not, you know top three i'll take a go-kart you know and uh i remember having to tell wesley like a man one day we had left the racetrack i think it was uh hattiesburg mississippi and um we were dropping the trailer off we were dropping wesley off and i had my dad was like you gotta go talk to him and i went out to the back of the motor home and i was like wesley i think i'm ready to make a change i think i'm done he's like what do you mean and i said uh i want to learn how to do tires I want to learn, you know, how to do stuff on my own. And he was like, well, I could teach you. And I was just kind of like, I, f- I felt like you should have been teaching. I felt like you be- should have been offering uh, this information and trying to make me better. Mm-hmm. At the time, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And that was probably one of the most. I'm not, I'm a non-confrontational person. So that was really rough for me. Yeah. Like really rough for me. I don't know if I cried on the way home. I had tears in my eyes. Like, I can't believe, you know, it's almost like breaking up with a wife or something. It was rough. And, uh, but I was proud of myself for the way I handled it. And we left and, uh, we sold our kinetic and got on charger, went to Batesville that year was pretty dang fast. Wesley and them won everything. That was the year, yeah, that was the year I won from last place and got DQ'd or whatever, but um, me and Wesley had a good conversation the last night after the last feature, and uh, I looked at him, I'm like, dude, last night when I won from last, I was like, I just did what we always did, bro, just dropped them in the pan, didn't worry about it, just freaking went, he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I just did what you taught me, 
And uh, we had a lot of conflict that weekend, me with all his drivers and stuff. And it really wasn't between me and Wesley personally, but there was some some conflict and stuff. And it was nothing personal. It was just agitation, I guess. Um, it's time for a change. It was time for a change. But the point of me saying what I said is now I'm an adult, right? And um, I believe in loyalty. And... I'm thankful for the opportunities I had with Boomer. I'm thankful for everything he gave me. I'm thankful for getting to just show up on my helmet and drive for free and stuff like that. But sometimes I wish I would have been loyal to Wesley and rode through the bad times. I feel like I wish he had talked to me a little bit better sometimes. But I think he wanted me to be so successful. Maybe he didn't know how to express that. Yeah, at least for a 17 year old to understand. Mm-hmm. But oh, he sure. he was so ate up with it, and he still has that drive today. He's successful in everything he does, but he wanted me to be successful so bad. He's looking for drivers. Just saying. Oh, not this guy. <laughs> yeah, you are. You just don't know it. No, uh, but no, Wesley. If you listen to this, I do. I'd say about. 80% of me wishes I'd have never left, and but I just didn't have the maturity I needed at the time to understand that I should have stuck it out. Um, because loyalty is a huge thing to me nowadays, and but it took a lot of growing up for me to figure that out. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't going to figure that out at 17 years old. I was just tired of what was going on and wanted to make a change, but um, a lot of stuff I learned on tires, majority of it was from you. I learned a lot too on my own. Um, but we always had fun, man. Yeah. Always. And, uh, I'm just ready for this. Which one? Yours. Oh, and so th- there's a funny story with Boomer, though, um, about Daytona yeah. that you wanted to bring up. Yeah. And it so, kind of pa- it, it paid off at Batesville at one point. Or was it Wilkerson? Mm, no. Uh it didn't pay off at Wilkerson. So um, the Wilkerson's and Boomer, Cameron, Donnie, Trey, they're all really good friends. And uh, they had the Wilkerson indoor and Boomer was bringing me a new go-kart. Donnie ran it, ran it that night. It was one of Donnie's go-karts he was giving me. And uh, Donnie ran it that night. And when we left that night, Donnie's, uh, Boomer said, here, take it home. It's your new cart. You know, it's one of the newer legacies. Or I forgot what it was. But uh, I had an older legacy, and I was on Donnie's ass in the pro race. And really and truly, I should have moved him. Boomer wanted to know why I didn't move Donnie and win that race. I don't know if it was just all the respect I had for Donnie or what, but I should have won that race, but it really didn't bother me that I didn't. It was just like... And I think that's the one pro race you did not win at the Wilkerson. I think you won every single one except for that one. I really can't remember. I don't think I did. I only won. won. Oh, that's right. Clement did win one. Yeah, my air filter flew off that race, and I had no brakes, and somebody with a beard down to his belly button was running me over, and then freaking... Me? No. Oh, I was about to say, that thing was never to my belly button. (laughs) No, dude, it was some dude with a white beard down Oh, I know. I don't know his name, but now I know it's Joe. But so, you know, what what Boomer eventually tells you. Yeah, so uh, that weekend we left or whatever with the go-kart... I don't know. That may, I don't know when that was, but we ended up racing for him at Daytona. He texted me one day and was like, look, I want you to come drive for us and send me pro. Um, just come to Daytona. I'm like, okay, well, what do, what do, 
what's my share? Like, what do I have to pay for? It was like, show up at your helmet. Is this when kind of you worked with Shane Bass or this was before? Like, this was. I worked with was... Shane Bass that weekend. So, yeah. me and Shane Bass and Ty Bass, um, good buddies when we've seen each other at the racetrack and stuff. Not uh, related. Crazy. And they're, yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. They're that, not even related. Now, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, um, but I knew them from racing with Charger and stuff. I went to Daytona on my own. It was really successful. Um, Almost won 10 grand, but almost doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, but we were just all real good friends. And Don, uh, Boomer was just like, come come to Daytona, be our semi, semi-pro semi driver. Um, and I showed up. And the first day, I may have set a pole or, I don't know, won a class or something. I don't know. We should have been, we should have won everything and we didn't. Okay. So it was a bummer. Or we ran one class, finished third or something. And then the, the night ran it rained out. So the next day comes and we were the fastest thing in the world. So was Donnie. He won the 10K the first night. The second night, the whole camp sucked. Right. And I started like 14th in one of the races. And I came all the way back from 14th and took the lead. But when I was actually, I didn't take the lead. When I was going to take the lead, somebody that was racing for Premier, some idiot, I think his name is Cody something. I don't know. Turned down on me, going down the straightaway with like seven laps to go. It wasn't even the last lap. Dude just completely le- just turned left on me. Um, it was so bad he wrecked so many people that me, Carson Holman, and another dude were trying to fight him at the scales. <laughs> God. They had to break us all up. Excuse me. And um, Boomer looked at me when I got off the track and said, why you didn't win that race and i was like he was like why did it take you so long to get to the lead like and i was like it's not my go-kart he's like what are you talking about i was like i was trying to protect the go-kart like it's not mine he's like next time bring me the steering wheel (laughs) just bring me just the steering wheel i don't give a shit fuck that go-kart he's like what are you doing i'm like i'm sorry i just you know i was very i'm very respectful to this day and I, i was back then too so I just didn't want to damage what I was given, but he was like, dude, fuck that go kart. Bring bring a steering wheel back. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into the meat potatoes, what everybody wants to know. Um, why did Hunter Thibodeau walk away from something he was so good at? Well in your prime, bro. Yeah, in your prime, really. I mean prime. you'd ran for Matt, you'd ran for Wesley, you'd been so tight with Boomer, you know, you, you walk you walked away on a cadet, you know, is my mom passed away and mentally that messed with me a lot. Um, trying to deal with it. Still don't even know if I've dealt with it um, all these years later, but uh, I knew I had to go to work. You know, I knew I wanted a wife, I wanted kids, and I knew I didn't live in the right region or the right area to be able to, to do it full time, right? And I didn't want to move to the Carolinas. Um, Matt Connell told me one time, he's like, you know, if you'd move up here, you'd be my house driver, the house car driver for all the senior stuff. And I was like, man, that means a lot to me, but uh, I can't, you know, I just started at Mercedes and had a, I had a great work ethic and I was like, I got something good going here. But if you work in the car industry, you know, you can't really take that much time off. Yeah. And um, I was like, I want to see where this goes. And I had taken some time off to race for Boomer and stuff, and 
really and truly, I was just burnt out. Okay. Yeah. I was burnt out. Um, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows go-kart racing is 70, 80% tires. And I'll just be honest with y'all. I was tired of racing down here. I was tired of racing in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Florida. I wouldn't say all of Florida, but they're just, it wasn't fun anymore. Going to the racetrack and winning everything. And then the only reason I wouldn't win is because I fucked it up myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it just got boring. And I'm, I'm trying to be as humble as possible. It just, it wasn't fun anymore. Dominating. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to say it like that. I don't want to say it like that. It wasn't a challenge anymore. And the only challenge was I I told my dad one day we were in Cornsville, Georgia. I think I qualified like 28th in semi pro and drove all the way up to sixth at Cornsville. And I looked at my dad when I got the go kart and I said, I had more fun driving from 28th against all these good guys finishing sixth Mm -hmm. than I have ever winning a race back home finishing sixth yeah. really oh yeah but it was that much more fun by but you had to drive 10 hours to have fun yes and um colton i'm sure it's the same thing in archery uh can be sometimes you know um you know y'all y'all kind of have similar things colton's the best in the state you were the best in the region and it's in yes. colton's you know you could probably say region in archery one of the I'm best sure in you, the region and you love the competition yeah. I do, yeah. We uh that's I started traveling I know this, this isn't even my podcast, but, but it's a similar thing. Like I started traveling out of state trying to get more competition before like finally a, getting my pro card. It's a hunger. Yeah. It's a I don't know, it's, it's some type fire. of some it's type it's, of fire yeah. under your ass, it's drive. Yeah. But, and there's nothing if there's nothing um, feeding it, it'll just burn out. Yeah. I just knew that if I wanted to be successful, I had to be in the seat. You got to be in the seat. You got to shoot arrows every day. Yeah. You got to get your shots in. So you got to have laps. So the only time I can get consistent laps is racing home Mm -hmm. because I can't go, I can't drive 12, 14 hours every every weekend weekend and have a career. Right. So, but if you want to be successful at both, you have to have two different um, rotation of tires. Yeah. You have to be able to afford that too because everybody knows tires and prep is expensive. So you got to have shit to be fast down here, which junk ass tires. And you got to have good stuff to be up there. Yeah. You can't use what you use here. Absolutely not. And you have the other way around. It'd be so much easier. You have to have that rotation. And if you don't race up there, you can't keep the rotation going. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, I'm coming home. I'm working tires for home racetracks. And I'm trying to keep up with my tires for when I go to the Carolinas in three weeks and trying to make sure that they are almost like what the guys have up there. So I would go up there and run 15th, 12th, 5th, you know, and then come back home and dominate. It was just like, I don't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. And one thing about me, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. I have no time. I would rather not even touch it if I can't do it right. And I knew chasing my career and trying to be successful in life that I had zero time to put into these tires to be successful in the East Coast. Yeah. And, and you I t- was already burnt. Yeah. And you I told me burnt. you had a conversation with somebody and they they that kind of settled the whole thing for you. Somebody looked at you and asked you a question. Like, was it a lease? They were like, do you see yourself doing this full time? Like it like what in my 
uh, ex mother in law. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it was her. Yeah, she asked me, and she was like, "How do you plan on raising a family?" Racing, racing go karts. And I was like, the "Fuck, you talking about?" <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "I'm racing go karts." And she's like, "No, think about it. Like, do you plan on doing this forever?" I was like, "Can't see me not doing it." And that was kind of like she planted a seed in my head, and she wasn't. She wasn't wrong. And look, I'm not trying to knock go kart racing, but I have a pretty successful career going right now. And and if you can balance both, it's awesome. But it's just, if you can you, balance you, both, but... you were you were at a you were at a, you had a whole totally different situation. You're trying to, you know, balance losing your mom and then trying to race big time East Coast racing. It's just so much, and it gets overwhelming. You, you know, you almost have to be in the business of racing to do it full time. Well, if you look at all the guys that are still successful today. Yeah. Unless they ha- they live over there they're and they involved. have a hundred percent paid ride and they get to do it every weekend, yeah. they're successful. But the other guys that are successful either do motors for a living, bodies for a living, build go karts for a living. Yeah. They their their career is the in- is in the industry. Yeah, names are named Mad Connell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. as tires for a living. Yeah. So, yeah. but going back to uh, Dusty. You know, he actually kind of commented on our Facebook post of how he can't get you back into racing, but he got you and drug you out to Beaver Creek. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Um, and that's that was your first time ever running super so, heavy. He ran super heavy. What? Yeah, yeah, I ran super heavy. He ran with me. Sponsored by Miller Lite. <laughs> um, yeah, so I went help Dusty at Batesville, and we were pretty dang successful that weekend. I think I won my first slot that uh, second, my second slot that weekend. Yes, sir, you did. Um, we were really fast that weekend, and after that, they were like, "Look, dude, everything you did on tires this weekend, we really like, and we want somebody to race for us." I was like, "Okay," and they were like, "We want you to race for us." I was like, "Oh." You know, and I probably didn't tell Dusty that. I didn't say it like that. It was just um <clears throat> gonna give it a chance. Sure, I'll give it a chance. Right. And I felt like I was just doing it for Dusty because honestly, I didn't want to do it. I really didn't. And I think he knows that now because mm-hmm. I only did it one time. And his brother Chris was trying to get me to do it some more and I kinda acted not acted, but thought about it and I was just like no, I don't know. So gone. We decided uh, we're going to go to Beaver Creek for the Maximilian. It's yep. the first it's race, I think. Cold as shit. So cold. And uh, me and my brother. Matthew. Rolled out. <laughs> rode no dirty max all the way down to Tony, Alabama. Yeah. Isn't it Tony, Alabama? Yeah, Tony, yeah. Alabama. Get there, and it was cold as balls. And uh, race days the next day. Get up in the morning. Get on the track, and. Slimy, 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 slimy. It was so slimy. I get in the go kart and I'm like, I'm seeing everybody on the grid, and it's like all the big dogs that it was a big race. Yeah, they had some hammers there, and Todd Miller's hanging on the fence. And I'm like, dude, he used to build all my motors. We send motors back every weekend because they come back in in a box all torn down. Like he knew who I was 100. Yeah, and this dude's he probably didn't know who I was in the go kart at the time, but it's like yeah, it's freaking Todd Miller and. It's, JT Stillwagon, I think I said his name right. Yeah. That's Millennium. And all these dudes were there, like the guys. I get on the racetrack. I go around like three times, spun out on my own, <laughs> all by myself, all by myself. I almost flipped out the go-kart. That's how bad it turned around. That track was like racing on an ice rink. Yeah. And I'm like, 
who the fuck is this guy? I want to know what I was doing. I'm like, I cannot believe I just did this. I've, I don't do this. Yeah, not me. Not I'm like, guy. I was embarrassed, bad. And Dusty's like, it's all good, brother. Yeah, it's all good. What are you? And I'm like, dude. The track was so slimy at Beaver Creek. We ended up wiping Krug. We started Krugging. So the day goes on, and um, Dusty, I'm gonna tell the story, but I love you. Okay. Dusty kind of had this thing going with many gears. That actually screwed him at Batesville. Dusty is actually a very, I guess you could say, innovative guy. He is the most meticulous when it comes to go-kart racing. Cleaning go-karts every time they come off the track. Want to know about gear. Uh, every little adjustment you can do in a go-kart, he's always thinking about it. Me, I don't give two shits. All I care about is those four black round things. That's it. <laughs> but if you can take those four black round things and do what he does, you could be unstoppable. Yeah. So he was constantly trying to make adjustments or whatever. And the only thing we didn't try was I tried every set of tires we had, had in, in the trailer and we went the same lap times every time. And he looked at a guy on the side of his bullsmith mm-hmm. and was like, Hey man, what do you think about those mini gears? He's like, Oh, they're pretty cool. But uh, I quit using them. He goes, why you quit using them? He said, Tired of getting gear bound and not knowing I was gear bound. And I'm sitting at the go-kart like, oh, <laughs> through the thought. <laughs> and uh, Dusty's was it like, front driver you had to change? Yeah, we were like on like a 13. And the back was like a fucking 37 or something. I don't know. Where yeah, so uh, I'm like, Dusty's like, you want to change gear? I'm like, yeah, let's try it. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I qualified like 16th and 18th. It didn't make that's, that's a super heavy, dude. I didn't make any medium heavy. I didn't make none of the big dog classes. Now the super heavy, it yeah. had some big dogs in it, but it wasn't like yeah, you know, medium and pro and heavy or whatever. It was the easy class or something. So sure. someone said <laughs> easy classes. Regardless, uh, we changed gear. That's the only thing we changed, and I just went to wiping my tires how I do, and we came from. 18th to 6th and 15th to 5th and I was driving like an idiot <laughs> but still just think if like mm-hmm. if Sorry, I could have qualified, qualified you know that. yeah um but yeah we had fun and I think we had fun yeah we had a good time yeah we had a good time <laughs> Alex won that night but as soon as I got off the racetrack <laughs> I looked, stick around for the win. I looked at Matthew and I was like, let's roll home. You ready? <laughs> let's go. In nine, hours. nine hours. Nine hours. I dipped a whole can of Copenhagen Light Cut to stay awake. I was falling asleep at the wheel and jamming. Matthew's sitting in videos all the time because we didn't finish racing until like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What year was that? This was a year and a half, two years ago. 2021, Oh, okay. That was last year. When you won. You won last year. Yeah, you won last year. Max I think it was last year. Last, yeah, maybe maybe 2022 last January. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I pulled in the driveway at 6:30, and my wife was backing out. She's an RN. Mm. She was going to work, and I was getting home. We were just leaving the hotel to come home when they had just got home. He's like, "Ha, sucks for y'all." I'm like, "Dude, you could have died on the way home. Like, I'm getting home very safe." <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, when you were in racing, what was one of the things that you enjoyed the most about it, or liked about the sport overall? The family. Yeah, the people. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Um, I have. I got into fishing really big, but mm. I've met some really good people in fishing. Yeah, I got, I got two people that mean the world to me from fishing, but it's still not the same like racing was. Right. I mean, 
I know all three of you guys at this table. The only reason I'm sitting right here is because of racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, me and Chance were really, really close mm-hmm. when I was very young. He was a really good friend to me. Um, Alex is Alex is Alex. That was man. the best pit help ever. <laughs> yeah. Me and Alex have been close. We're still super close. Um, Colton, me and you are getting close now. Yeah. But I feel like the only reason y'all know each other that I know of is because of the racing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and Ethan, they buried, and ev- everyone. Yeah, and Ethan too. Yeah. Old so, ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Well, no 100% well, so of there, people. There was there was there was three people. It was Chance, Hootie, and myself. I still can't remember what, what your nickname Hootie. was, Hootie. Yeah. But I was it, headband. It was he Hootie was headband. and Headband. And the reason that you're air tank is because we were sitting on the grid at Acadiana and you came up to us and you're like, <laughs> and we were like What's up, dude? And uh, I was like, you need a nickname. <laughs> and Chance was like, <laughs> Air Tank. <laughs> and that was it. You were Air Tank forever. And then yep. I had that long hair and I always had a headband. And the Under Armour headband. It, to keep it from uh, getting in my eyes. Good times, man. Good times. And then you became my biggest competition and made me question go-karting. Really? Yeah. Not question it, but it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> I, like, it wasn't that, like, there would be every now and then there would be a big race, like in Mississippi or something, but then they would throw a 1500 at that golden triangle, and we're like, Thibodeau ain't going to that. We're going there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Like, so, it was easy money, man. So, I, like, I'll never forget. So, like, my first stock, my first stock. Uh, chance at winning like we had just moved we raced like junior three for like three graces at acadia and then we moved straight up in the stock um this one back when they had flatheads and this was like the second or third race in stock class we had we had finished second third well all of a sudden like i'm leading stock light with like 10 to go me and hootie are battling this is when i this is when i you know i idolized hootie because this uh, is we all like I idolized you and you were a kid to me. Yeah. Cause like it was so you hard. are a lion, dude. Like to beat you was like the hardest thing to do. I don't think you yeah. understand. No, that I don't it understand was. At like, all if if I ever day. finished in front of you, it was a great day. And are you serious? Even it felt even better when it was on speed. Like not like, not like, you like Cajun indoor. I got lucky. That was pure luck. I didn't deserve that at all but like if i beat you on speed it was like a win even if i didn't so, the race so who do who do you you were fast man you were one of you are the best in this state that ever came from the state by far i appreciate that and so, i don't think anyone old school people would back me up on that yeah i agree oh um, so i'll never forget this well, of course race. i was gonna agree sorry wesley well wesley too but wesley i mean i consider you and wesley one yeah you know yeah so I never forget that. I, n- I never forget it. So I had Hootie had a um, Hootie had the black body with the pink numbers, and Alex had just got this black body, and he's like, mm, "What color do I do? What color do I do? What color do I do?" Pink. And I was like, mm, "Pink numbers, who? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm a different number. It doesn't look the same." Hey guys, look at my. I, I have the same. So look at my pink. I have the picture. It's like it's an afternoon feature, sun setting. I never forget it. It's a pretty cool picture. Yeah, me and Hootie. Like, and this is like this is back when like there was. 15 go-karts a weekend racing stock classes at Acadiana on a Saturday night. And me and him were just battling and battling and going back and forth. Like I'd lead a couple laps. He'd lead a couple laps and I'm leading like at the end of the race. And here comes like, I think we got two to go. 
and like we come to the white flag and i was like the king of this as a kid coming to the white flag passing someone and he does my own move that i used to do to people and passes me and takes the the first chance i get to win my first stock race i'll never forget i got all the tracks so mad i was like damn it i was so close obviously we won't race past him but i'll never forget that race <laughs> hey me and alex almost beat you at golf port yeah yeah almost, almost, no, almost doesn't start. count but i had to start in the back and we were running you down, down. i needed a caution though <clears throat> did you pass me no no, no you, you no, got very doesn't. close on the last lap yeah. i honestly i got i'm really bumper. not trying to be a a i don't remember this yeah. at all icebreaker. icebreaker yeah cool. it was a flathead and then they had the clone pro after it was a flathead pro race because jacques got in chandler's go-kart and he was way too small to be in there but he padded up the seat so he could race yeah. That was that good old uh, what was that? Um, yeah. Black sand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of looking through these trophies. I gotta see you, buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, I feel like this is you know kind of redundant. Yeah. But you know, of course, yeah, we ask it. But when you raced, mm-hmm. what was something that you wanted to see change? that you know either changed then changed now or still hasn't changed Hmm. i don't know it's i'd say tires um look everybody knows i was very blessed as a kid when i raced i can't thank my grandfather enough um i always had the best equipment the newest tires the best everything and that's that has a lot to do with my success. Um, but I always heard about the good old days when there was no prep. You know, back in the day, like Jasper and stuff, where it was all about the motor. Whoever has the best flathead. Mm-hmm. Everything was the same. It was all, I don't know if it was box stock rules, whatever you call it. Modified. So it was a lot of modified. That, back and then. It was like, if you weren't on a Ron Moon motor, you were screwed. Yeah. Like. It was just motor. Or it wasn't, Bradshaw. Bradshaw was an old engine builder. Yeah, like it, it wasn't all about tires. Now it's like now when I was in racing, if you didn't have the magic, the money set, you know. Like I remember going to uh Beachnut for The Dream. The Dream, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't have a 75cc rolled tire, it wasn't just a 75cc. You needed a year old date code Maxis. It had to be a year old. It had to have sat in somebody's garage or shop for a year. Brand spanking new tire for a year, aged correctly. Never touched. Never touched. And then rolled in 75 cc's. You would have been in the ballpark. Hmm. You would have been in the top six, top 10, top five, whatever you call it. So what you're saying is if you're racing now, buy a case and just put a set or two. We started doing that. And then- that bit me in the ass too, but yeah, no, like, but I was blessed. Not everybody can just buy a case and just let it sit and then buy new to start racing right now. And, and you got yeah, you're, two you, cases. Essentially, you back. bought an investment and you just yeah, let yeah. it sit, right? And Not everybody works. can do that. I, we, I was blessed enough that my grandfather did that for me. But um, the point, the question you asked me was, what, what, what I like to see change a more even, even playing field on tires. Yeah, has to be because. You, you cannot get in go-kart racing when I got into it or now. And unless you got a lot of money for tires to be successful. To pay someone. If you, yeah. If you can't pay somebody to learn from them, 
Unless you, you start on your local totally, level, totally different. But if yeah. you want to go big time racing with the big time people, you got. The thing is, is are they even going to teach you? Yeah, you know, some do, some don't. some do, some don't. Um, one thing I like about Wesley was he genuinely taught people. If you asked him, if you were one of his customers and you asked him what he was doing, he would tell you. But the funniest thing, and it's true, he would tell people exactly what he was doing they and they would lying. do the opposite they because they thought he was lying. Yeah. And that was the biggest joke. He's like, I told them what to do. They don't listen to me anyway, you know? And it's like, well, what did you end up doing? Oh, I did this. Well, I told you what to do to be fast. Yeah. You know, they think everybody thinks everybody's lying to them, but. Yeah, I would like to see tires change. I don't know which direction to go in it. I don't know if you buy your tires when you get to the racetrack. We used to do that sometimes at big races, but that was miserable. Know. Yeah, it was. was. You had to roll them in the trailer. You had to try. Yeah, I don't know. roll them in the trailer. Well, and then like yeah. the worst part about it was, you know, I know Hootie was part of this. You know, you had your sets, and if you didn't, if you didn't run your sets when they checked after the race or after qualifying, you were tossed. I guess so. so. I don't uh, know, we always ran our sets, but anytime that happened, we barely prepped and tried to save them for the race. And then you qualify fucking 25th because everybody else wiped theirs and we didn't and right. shit like that because I, I don't know. It just, I don't know which direction they need to go, but that was my, my take is, I guess, change tires because still to this day, you go to the East Coast, the top five are all, top five, top 10 are all on the same level. Um, well, hell, I mean, I remember when we when I started at KDN in 08, you know, you had – I ran Vegas during the day, I ran Beerus at night, and I had three preps. I had Hot Lap 2 for the week. I had Goat Pee, and I had Green, and that was it. That's all you wiped. And you didn't have Korea? No. Dude, I just started. That was, that was back when <laughs> that I was – money, that, baby. That was money, That's back when that I had – all that shit was money. All that shit was cool. You didn't need none of that shit. All you needed was Krug Green. It didn't matter. <laughs> Krug so, Green. So my, my thing on the burst was one wipe of Gopi. That's it. So yeah. back when Acadian was a burst rule, if you wanted to win, you went to Chance and his dad. <laughs> you <laughs> bought tires from them, or you bought tires and let them do, do them. Do That's you it. remember that race where we gave you our brand new set of 33s, and I put those dry rotted 22s on, and my engine didn't start? Parker came race. At Acadiana once. Yeah. It was that yeah. night. I gave you my 33s and my engine didn't start. I, we ended up getting it started as last place was entering. And, one, won. and I came back and passed everybody else and dry rotted. I didn't know they were. You've told this story. Yeah. But yeah. Dry rot. Those things were years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chance, tell me about that. You can do that with Burrs. Yeah. 100%. You can't do that with a Max. <laughs> no. And, and I taped I taped over the 22s and Parker came, uh, his dad came up to me. He's like, you want 22s? So I was like, ah. He's like, Hey, I want to ask you, you a question. Twenty two. So I was like, "Yeah." I was like, How invested are you in racing right now? Not very. So, like, if I ask you this question and kind of expose a little bit, I mean, it really don't fucking matter. You're not racing like we used to. Yeah. Is it true you used to take brand new tires and try to make them look dirty so people thought you were racing older tires instead of brand new ones? No. We always thought that. Not I right. thought your dad told us one time that you would he would take a brand new set of Maxis and kind of like. Make the paint look darker and dirty to where they were. He branded. did that. Maybe I never did that. I'm, I'm telling you, he told he told us that. That's he was like, he was like, yeah. He's like, people think we're on old tires, but brand new. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I swear I caught the tire patch on the tire. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. How many of y'all like 
in the grid, I don't know if y'all ever did this, but there. anytime in the grid, I'm always looking on the inside there. rims. I'm trying to see that. I'm not the day code. I'm trying to see how much you rolled in there. I'm trying to see what CCs you got on the inside. Yeah, how, the two week, three like, weeks. Oh, you rolled those two weeks ago. And you got a hundred in there. I got those in the trailer too. <laughs> I'm about to see if you if I pass you or you pass me in practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, fl- yeah, you flip my, those? Did you flip those? Those re rolls? What you got? My dad's up? my dad's secret was whatever we rolled it in. Oh, you got Morris code on this? No, so I mean, y'all, you guys all know Mark Antoine. His secret was all the prep numbers like what was in the tire if it was flipped or not so if it was how many cc's were in it the number was tripled and if it was flipped it was a four i'm not if it wasn't smart. flipped it was a Fuck. two i'm not that no we're yeah. talking about but, no but y'all y'all all saw no but y'all saw y'all all saw all my right. dad's clipboard that he kept in the toolbox oh one fifteen like <laughs> january 15th <laughs> Look, if, if you want to re-roll it, put an RR under that one. Yeah, yeah. Or I would put 0115 100. Well, it just has two and different like, codes. <laughs> and then I would put like plus 50. <laughs> no, but I mean, y'all, you guys all saw my dad's clipboard that he keep in. Yeah, that flipping was... the binder that, dude. I'll tell you how. I mean, granted, it was this, an encyclopedia this was, of tires. This was like this was going back to like my dad's NHRA days and his offshore powerboat racing days. But, you know, like people, you know, they would take, you know, drivers would take their helmets and they wouldn't keep them in the trailer in case that, you know, in case the trailer was ever broken into. This dude was bringing his binders into the hotel in case somebody broke into the trailer. That's crazy. Put it in the in the safe. No, dude, like in his backpack, (laughs) like and bringing it in the trailer. And I never understood the hotel room. Then what do you do? Oh, the speed. Uh, well, well, well. <laughs> that's a bigger problem. Never win another yeah. boat race. All right. So going back to the dirty tires, that never that I'm aware of. No, but I'll tell you what we did for at Acadiana. That's very secretive. Like it's yeah. even hard for me to. I mean, we don't sometimes. we don't run Burris anymore, so I don't care. Yeah. No, no, no. But like, yeah, just in general, I get that from my dad. Yeah. I don't like to tell nobody anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I ain't telling nobody shit about fishing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, same thing so with hunting. What we would do, we would buy a full set. We would race that. The net, we would race that for two races, like two weekends. Mm-hmm. Then we buy a right side. Mm-hmm. Race that for two, and then just do that over and over. Started a cycle. Yep. You the, thing, a cycle. the thing, but, was, but we were using goat piece, so they were ruined after two weekends. Of- Even a burst. Yep. That's what I'm saying. So like, so except for the twenty. When we were racing, when we were racing, there were some people you could tell when they bought new tires, and then you can tell when they were dead. Every two because like my dad would get my dad would buy like tires at least once at least mm-hmm. once a month new burrises, and you could just tell like somebody would get like we'd stay the same we'd stay fast like not trying to say anything but we just stay good and you'd see somebody kind of like somebody who hasn't been running good like all of a sudden get super fast and then they fall they off again brand new set. and then they get super fast yeah, again a brand new yeah. 33 was the tire to be in the summer and yeah in the winter months 22s for adults yeah it was different for juniors yeah juniors it was 11 11 22s yeah, yeah 22s during the i mean i never ran them during the day um but summer months 22s at night, winter months, 11s at night. You want to know a weird concoction my dad used to use? And he like kind of like labeled it as like the Acadiana juice. It was mm-hmm. Atomic Punch, Creosote, and Goat Pea. So my dad and your dad were like, first of all, I just want to tell everybody this. 
we had just bought the go-karts and we were going to Bobby Campbell's for the second time ever. Well, for go-karts. Because Bobby Bobby Campbell was the parts guy for Acadiana and all that. And mm. Cameron Race forever, whatever. I know, hold on. This is the OG Frank Bondati or Atomic was what I was talking about. And I don't mean to cut you off. No, it's you're a good. Cool there you story. Go. So we went to Bobby Campbell's and there is a blonde headed lady that won't shut up. And a bald headed dude that is just sitting there listening. <laughs> and it is Corey Level and Dawn Level. And <laughs> They're like, oh, y'all racing? And they're like, yeah, we hadn't raced yet. We just we just bought go-karts. We're about to start and, and told a whole story about how he bought the champ cart and thought he was going to be in trouble with Don or he got in trouble, whatever. Yeah. They're like, it was cool, and we became friends. And then we went to the racetrack, and Alex acted like too cool for us <laughs> and all that good stuff. And then we raced for a year, and then the next year, after we won a couple races, my dad and Alex's dad started working together. Alex ran junior one, I ran junior two, and we would get basically, that's when Alex was like, I guess we're teammates now. <laughs> you want to be teammates? I guess we're teammates. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, essentially, like, they had a cup of prep, and then we always had it in our car stands, and we had paintbrushes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Alex and yep. uh, his dad would roll them tires and that, and then we'd take the, the cup, and we'd roll ours for our race, and that was the we're magic. Down, what down was down. it? Atomic Punch. Creosote and, and goat and goat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, killer! No, it was the fastest thing, bro. It was very the only time they used Creos when the track was dog shit. Yeah, absolute yeah. dog shit. Krug. Yeah, so, Krug overpowers well, Krug, everything they're Krug talking didn't about. Right, come now. to Acadiana till late. We didn't learn about Krug Darren Owens. We didn't yeah. know Darren Owens is dad and them Chad. the guys yeah. and Chad Irvin. They're the ones that introduced it to it us to it and the way we found it <laughs> was a used prep cup in the trash can. Really? Okay. So was- they were kicking our asses for like seven, eight weeks in a row. Y'all remember he Junior came down 30, from Texas yeah. and then he, then he went to stock light and when all of that and like it was just kicking ass and we were like they gotta be doing something. He pissed me off one race. Well never forget it. Bobby Powell had got his hands on some crug and was like at nighttime golf port this is the juice. Crug it up. Yeah. And he had one quart of it. And I forgot where he got it from, but somewhere on the East Coast, somehow he got his hands on it. And that's all he had. And he didn't know where to get it again. Well, we smelt it that night or whatever. And we're like, damn, this is interesting. And he saved that quart and only used it at night at golf port and they win races. Well, so we found this prep cup in the trash can and it was green. It was like stained. And we were like, like blue green. This is what Bobby Powell got. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow my dad found Jody Krug. It, it was a wrap. It may, it may, a wrap. It may have been when my when we went to Tulsa in 2009, and that's yes, how we found out. That's how it was. Yes. Yeah. And we got you on an Avenger. Yeah. Yep. I remember the, when Krug, because that was it. That yeah. changed everything. Game changer. Fuck go <laughs> well, Speaking of that pro car tour race. We had to roll our go-karts on the track, and they were doing driver introductions, and Wesley qualified second, and uh, Jody Crook actually worked the track that weekend. Really? And I shook his hand, and I said, thank you, sir, for making this prep. I've won a lot of money for this. <laughs> and then I went out and let all 50 laps and won three grand on it that yeah. day, too. Yeah, we did. We did use Krug that day. That was, yep. that was a great one. So we got this little rapid-fire thing we do. It's either or. You pick. Okay. Miller or Coors? <laughs> Miller, fishing or hunting? Hunting. Animals or clones? 
animals all day long. Fishing lakes or rivers? Lakes. Okay, and then tacos or burgers? That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going fajitas. So, yeah, all, right, all, right. all right. All right, so, you know, getting to the end of it here, but, you know, you, you leave racing, you get big into fishing, you get your boat, you get your truck, all that fun stuff. Um, you know, where did that, where did the true interest come from to get into fishing? It came at the end of racing. So I was burnt out. I was racing for Wesley. <laughs> I remember this. He got pissed off at me that day. No, he didn't. No, he got pissed off at me for watching football on the grid. I was watching college football on the grid <laughs> with Dusty. Sorry, Wesley. I shouldn't have been doing that, but <laughs> it was a good game, man. Um, no, we were at Boonesville and um cool that little bull ring yeah cool and uh i had gotten i'd always want i grew up pond fishing and love fishing and uh i was a senior in high school and was non-stop pond fishing i was like dad we need a boat he's like all right so he ended up coming home with a uh like a 2001 ranger Steer, 19 ranger. foot yeah. and uh we were just fishing our asses that was the red boat right yeah, yeah. white and red and um Fishing, 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 and I'm still racing the Mississippi Maxi Series. They just come back. I was leading all the points, and while I'm sitting in the trailer waiting to go on the track, I'm watching fishing tournaments. And uh, actually, Wesley likes fishing. If yeah. you listen to this, he's pond fished, he's bass fished, he likes fishing. And uh, he was saying, I was telling him about the fish I was catching in ponds, and he was like, "But that's pond fishing. It's not the same." Like he was clowning me. And then I joined a, a bass club and got into that, and I was eight up with it, eight up. And um, me and my dad kept fishing. My mom passed away, and my dad's like, I got to do something to get my mind off of this. Didn't your mom say that she wanted y'all to do something? After she wanted us to get a nice bass boat. Yeah, That's what she wanted us to do. So my mom passed away, and my dad was like, you know what? Mom said this is what she wanted. Um. We're going to get it. <laughs> and I got to keep my mind off of this. So he went out and bought a nice bass boat. So the boat that I have today is it's my dad's boat, 100%. Shout out to Desiree. Shout out, shout out Desi. Shout out Kitty. Um, but yeah, got big into tournament fishing. Was fishing for a lot of money in the basin. Man, you um, got some good memories, Fish. Good memories. I caught the um, biggest bass in a tournament one time with me and him. <laughs> his first cast broke off the bait. with a punch him in the face. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, this dude could fuck anything up. <laughs> uh, this, dude, this dude was trying to teach me in a bass fish at Table Rock Lake. Yeah, that's where y'all tried to learn. That's that's he was. Te- I, we were just there. I was just showing him like the basics that you had taught me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. So it was more than I do. Regardless, um, you don't want to see me fish. Love fishing. Uh, I still love it today. I really do. But it's like racing. It got expensive. I got into it. Bass fishing is very expensive. Filling up the boat, gas is expensive. Uh, it was better when Donald Trump was in office. <laughs> you got to do it every day. You got to be in. The you water. have to do it every day. It's just like racing. It's a hundred percent just like racing. Right now, if I sign up for a tournament, um, and fish tomorrow, unless it's a hundred percent pure luck, I'm probably gonna get my ass kicked. Go yeah. find you some lead weights. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> you get. Do you go to jail? Yeah. Dude, went to jail. Um. Yeah. So I've. It's just. You have to do it every day. You've got to be on the water, just like sea time. You have to be on the water, just like archery. you got to get your yep. shots in. Anything you want to be successful at, you have to do it over and over. Yep. And uh, I was all about it, 100%. And I got married. I was still about it, 100%. And 
and then I had a little one on the way. Yeah. And I kind of got burnt out, man. I'm burnt out right now. I'm burnt out. It's, uh, I used to hunt religiously every hunting season. My mom passed away. And for some reason, I didn't go back. Just mm-hmm. kind of quit hunting. We lost our lease. Um, I hadn't hunted in seven years. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I was bored in a hotel room for work about three months ago. And I laid down in bed in the hotel and there was a hunting video called something by latitude outdoors. Don't know why I clicked on it. I was like, holy crap, this is an awesome video. <laughs> they were sitting in a saddle bow hunting on public land. When I saw public land and it wasn't somebody's farm, somebody's ranch, I was like, this dude just dropped a hundred. 60 inch deer on public land yeah like the biggest deer i've ever seen in person is 140 inch that my dad killed and it's a magnum mm-hmm. this dude dropped 180 inch on a public land yeah right? or 160 inch or whatever so i was like i kind of like this i like this and then uh i started texting alex asking about colton because colton's all in and alex is all in too so i was like what do i gotta do to get a bow because i used to shoot archery and stuff and Two weeks later, I had a bow, I had a mm-hmm. saddle. I had 107 years. <laughs> it's committed. And uh, I'm 100% committed in hunting right now. Got your own lease. Uh, we got a lease. That's actually, I'm sorry. It wasn't the video that got me started. Uh, I went to my cousin's lease a couple months ago, a year ago. And uh, he was selling his camp because he bought a new one. Gave, gave me a good deal. And I said, you know what? I want my, my son to grow up somewhere and outdoors and stuff i'm doing it for him mm-hmm. i like how your dad did it for you yeah 100 percent. and uh so now we got a camp we got a nice cover fire pit uh fireplace got AC, all the equipment everything and it's just like Should i did all this for him but i found this video <laughs> with a saddle and a bow and i'm like i'm in there like somewhere <laughs> it's, it's, it's above it's, average to enjoy it while you're doing it for him it's, i hadn't hunted in seven years and for the last month i've hunted every weekend yeah. and it, I ain't shot nothing yet, but I'm working on it. Oh, it'll come. I'm working, I'm working on it. On it. I was hunting can... yesterday. The mosquitoes lifted me out of my saddle. <laughs> yeah. You can tell at least. You're like, this is all for him. It's all for Luke. It's all for Luke. It's all for it's Luke. All for... It's all about Luke. I got to go back out there. It's all for Luke. Why do you do it, baby? Because I'm selfish. <laughs> Righteous gemstones. Righteous gemstones. You're going to watch it. It's badass. Oh, man. So, um, you know, I guess we'll wrap it up on this, man. Um you know, for the, the great carding career you had and and really for anything, you know, you have anybody to thank? I do. I got I'm sorry I'm gonna forget some people, but uh I got five people to thank. The first person is all my buddies. Chance, Alex, Colton, um, Ethan, uh Austin. I mean, y'all are all brothers to me. Somehow Jacob Butler became a good friend of mine. <laughs> um, man, there's so many. Brent Smith, um, Fauntleroy. Man, there's too many to name. Brian Wells, Brandon Brooks, Tyler McLeod. Um, and if I got if I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. But uh I would say number two would be Dustin Dustin Dowdy. Yeah. Dustin Dowdy's still a brother to me. Uh, we don't talk much. He tries to reach out, reach out to me. My life is so busy. I can barely get um, you, and I live. Yeah. I live ten minutes away from. I you. would say, in my eyes, I'm a shitty friend. I really am. But my priorities are crazy right now. I'm married, year and a half. Got a 
seven month old at home. It's hard to talk. My career is unreal. Flying all over the country. Working at two dealerships, two service and two parts departments. It's a lot. Um, so I can't talk to him as much as I, as I should. Um, man, uh, I'd say the third person is Wesley LeBlanc. (laughs) Um, he made a lot of my career, taught me a lot. I'd say a lot of who I am today with racing is because of Wesley. Mm -hmm. So I greatly appreciate him. Um, number three or four would be my dad. My dad was my biggest fan. My dad and my mom. Like I said, my dad and my mom. Uh, biggest fans. They always thought I could do. I wouldn't say they could say. You know, I wouldn't say they thought I could do no wrong because they called my ass out a lot. Yeah. Um, they held me accountable, but my dad was my biggest fan. My mom was. Um, it didn't matter. He was always positive, pulled for me. And I'd say last but not least, probably the most important person would be Carol Thibodeau, my grandpa. Um, make it all possible. I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for my grandpa. He taught me a lot. He sponsored me the entire time. Yeah, Cajun anybody who doesn't service. know it, yeah, every time you saw Cajun Well Service, that was Carol. Cajun Well Service, my grandpa's all fill company. Um, I got to give it majority of it to him. It's because of him. Um, and good friends I made along the way, Donnie, Boomer. Man, there's a lot. Matt, uh, yes. Matt Connell. Um, Matt, by some chance you listen to this, uh, I had a lot of fun with you. I learned a lot from you. You're a good guy. Um, yeah, my most memorable win came from you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and all my buddies like you guys. But appreciate that, bud. Yeah, man, y'all are lifelong friends from <laughs> from racing a go kart, <laughs> a, a go kart on a dirt. Little a little dirt track in Brobridge, in Brobridge, yeah. Louisiana. Now it's a man field. field, dude. That butts up to your property. We we wish we could have bought it just to have it. Yeah, never would have. Did a little trail from your property to our property. Could make archery range. Yeah, yeah. Could could have built the pond. Oh, if, 3D, if, if 3D, 3D range. Been, it would have been there. Range. 3D range would have been there because it had the woods and the woods somewhere. Yeah, but who, so, ma'am? Oh, go ahead. So, hoodie. One last thing. Um, I was just thinking about it. Um, you know, of course, whenever you were racing adults and I was racing juniors and somehow we always ended up on the same, the same, at the same events, whether it was local, whether it was East coast, whether it was in Mississippi, Alabama, wherever Uh I, uh, I could always remember, um, my grandfather and your grandfather, uh, yeah, always hanging out and chit chatting with each other. And, uh, my grandfather still asked about Mr. Carroll every day, almost. Really, almost at least once a week, um, he'll That's ask about cool. how, how Mr. Carroll's doing. I think they were doing it for the same reasons. Yeah, you know, helping support us. Um, I wouldn't say living through us, but getting to see the smile on our faces—that meant a whole lot more to them than the go kart racing meant to us. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. They because... cherish that for the rest of their lives, and hopefully, we can do the same for our kids, whether it's go kart racing. Hunting, fishing, baseball, something. Whatever they get bit by. Yeah. I'll never forget. We were on the, uh, I was getting ready to get on the grid. Um, I think it was Gulfport for the, or some, I think it was like the last icebreaker that I went to. And I'm looking around for my grandfather and he's over there right next to Mr. Carroll in his golf cart, sitting right next to him, just 
talking about life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, one thing I gotta say about Carol before we end. Dude's never raced a day in his life. Right? Mm-hmm. Tell you when you mess up though. He'd ride that golf cart to the track and people that like we all thought were good, like good drivers, he'd come back and be like, They can't drive. <laughs> like, what do you mean they can't drive? He's like, I'm just telling you. You're better than him. Y'all are better than him. Like he's he's not good. And then like as life goes on, it turned out he was right. Hundred <laughs> percent right. I don't this dude's never drove a day in his life, but just sitting on his golf cart watching people go in circles, he could he knew he's who was on. good and who wasn't good. Yeah, that's crazy. And he could watch practice and tell you who was gonna be fast and who wasn't. That's crazy. Yes. But Hootie Man, finally got it done. Finally got the podcast episode for you. I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. Oh, dude, I had a blast. Yeah, man. I uh, hope I can come back. Yeah, we can definitely do it again. Maybe uh, y'all have a guest on and I can ask some questions. Yeah, you can yeah, be you a guest. Get, you could be a fill in, man. Yeah. Like Why don't we get Leroy it? in here? We could get Le- Oh, that'd be a good I want to talk him into it. Yeah, I think we should talk him into talk it. Talk a little bit about Wesley. Well, bro. Or y'all get Wesley back on here and we can talk. Yeah. That so, interesting. Hootie, thank you for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Been a lot of fun. fun, man. And uh, absolutely. I'm going to see you in my living room in about yeah. five hey, minutes. Thank you all for actually being here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, sorry Ethan, about it, Hootie. 100% I know you'd be I, here. I, I, I don't come yeah. often, but I knew when he said we had him before you, he was like, but y'all, I was like, oh, I'm definitely coming. Like, I appreciate that, man. The stipulation yeah. had to have Miller Light and had to have everyone here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, mean, I, I said, I weren't here. Hey, like here. I said, I just couldn't get the private jet from work to get in the air by hey, three, I don't, three o'clock. I don't blame you, but just do better. <laughs> do better. Austin. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. He went to bed. Where did he go? He went to bed. He's actually like he has to work in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to work at five thirty. Yeah. So, sorry, guys. But all right, let's wrap it up, guys. So thank, <clears throat> thanks, Hootie. <laughs> thank y'all. It was an honor. <laughs> it was a fun for sure. All right. I still suck. So I've been really looking forward to this episode. Um, it was fun. You know, me and Hootie have been friends for literally 15, 16 years. I know we've all been friends with him for such a long time. And it was really fun to catch up and hear some stories that, you know, some of us, a lot of people have never even heard. So, um, yeah, it was it was really fun. Oh, uh, yeah, it was great to catch up with him. I hadn't seen him in whenever your wedding was a year ago. Yeah. Maybe. About a year now. I think there was a lot of intoxication. So maybe, yeah, yeah. So, uh, a lot. But. <laughs> That was cool. And then the Acadiana race, that was the real last conversation I think we had. Yeah. When, you know, that three lap. Thousand to win. Yeah. Or fi- was it 1,500? Thousand. thousand. Yeah. When I went to flipping. Yeah. I went. Lost ninth, the shoes. Ninth to third and got taken out. That's where I, I finished just, third. Yeah. Oh, no. I went straight. I I, yeah. I but mean, you, no, you probably, put me to the back. You probably should have won, though. Who knows? I, there's so many races I should have won. But he probably would have won that. Yeah. Hootie would have won it. Yeah.
But guys, we have uh, we have Mr. Colin Stewart coming on next week, little okay. junior driver. Okay. So, um, kind of what's that? Said so looking forward to that one. Oh yeah, we kind of got that little setup, um, on the episode a couple weeks ago, and we're really excited to have that. Uh, he had a great weekend, almost two thousand dollars in a leather jacket this weekend for them and that crew. So be on the lookout, but guys, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And we'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Later guys.